What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode, the 100th episode, as a matter of fact, of the Amatelica TIS podcast with your host, yours truly, Jai Shields. Got a jam-packed good show for you today. My buddy Brendan uh, will join us here at the top of the show to, as a, can you believe it, a third straight NFL season, me and him have uh, recapped uh, what the NFL season has been throughout the first uh, eight or eight or so weeks of the season. He'll talk NFL with me. Um, I'll give you my week nine picks against the spread. And at, and then at the end of the show, I'll give you my thoughts on a 2020 presidential election, which came to a close here on Saturday, November the 7th. But first we get to the football and the first guest of our well not our first guest but our guest at yes at the top of the show uh my buddy good friend uh, best friend of mine and good friend of the program brendan dylan joins us brendan how are you today pal okay how are you doing uh yeah college still in college (laughs) still existing how 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 is college going for you um it's been interesting uh studying for uh final exams it's coming up within the next like three weeks three two weeks now um and i'll be going home soon um before thanksgiving and so that's kind of exciting i'll probably be going home like the 21st the 22nd so yeah my time here is coming to an end at least for my first semester so that's good. That's good. And any any COVID cases up at the up at uh there have up been. in Williamsport? There has been. Yeah, but um, there's none right now. But there has been uh in the past. Um, we had like a seven cases at one point on campus, right, or something along those lines. Um, and so yeah, it's gotten better. Uh, now that there's none, but I wouldn't say that like we're out of it yet. I think that there's still a lot of stuff that's going to end up happening because it's coming in the wintertime. Um, right, yeah. But, hey, uh, it's good that at least here we don't have any COVID cases. <laughs> that's good. Speaking of COVID cases, let's uh, – and before we get to the on-field stuff, there's been plenty of COVID cases out the NFL with Cam, the Patriots, um, and then, of course, the Raiders got in trouble with handling the COVID there. Matt Stafford had a COVID scare. There's just been COVID cases popping up all over the place. Ravens had to put some guys on the COVID reserve list. A couple of Bengals had to be put on the COVID reserve list. COVID reserve list. Uh, it's their bye week, but nevertheless, Texans had to do with the same thing. Give me what are your thoughts on how the NFL has handled this pandemic and the players testing positive and. Do you think we'll finish the season and all that sort of stuff is concerned? Shoot. I think I think we'll finish the season. I think that they've handled these COVID cases when they come up pretty well for like us having a season at all. I think that there's no better way that they could have handled it. I don't know if you would disagree there, but um, I, I I don't really see any other way than you know basically putting them into uh, quarantine for like 14 days like they have been with anybody who's gotten it and you know canceling games right. and it makes sense that you would be putting other teams at risk when there's an outbreak. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, it really hasn't affected too many teams too badly. Like, I know that Cam was kind of a big deal. Um, Matthew Stafford recently as well is kind of a big deal. But mm-hmm. other than that, I don't I don't know, man. It's 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 just okay, I guess. Um, I think that there's no real way to avoid people getting infected because that's just what we're in right now. <laughs> right. Uh, so, and now, do you think that the NFL – should you know do anything differently do you think that come playoff time they should get they should uh go to like a bubble like the the nba did or no i don't really see the point i don't like where 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 are they gonna even be going anyways like i think that players are aware enough that like if they put like their team at risk like it's gonna have an huge implication on playoffs i don't really think it's necessary i think that there's gonna be a lot of people are gonna be pretty responsible like there have been like there has been breakouts, yes, but that was going to be an inevitability either way. And I don't think that there needs to be that much worry about it because it hasn't been as extreme as it definitely would need to be for there to like be problems. So, right. yeah. Now, uh, so, and this is and this is the last question with the COVID. Then we will get to the on-field scenario. Yeah. Do you? Th- what do you think? What do you th- how do you, how big do you think the NFL by any chance will you know add in that extra week at the beginning of January if they ha- if, it, if they're put into a bind like they were with the Titans and the Chiefs and I don't see the problem. To- I like I see that if if they it's a, if it's a necessity I don't see the problem or the how that could have any negative effects. And in fact, I think making football as long as possible, if they can, would probably be good for them fiscally. True. Uh, any chance you think the Super Bowl will be pushed back? If that extra week does happen, yeah. I don't know how they would be able to not, like, be able to rush games like that. That'd be horrible. And, un- yeah. and, un- and unneeded and really bad for playoff teams. <laughs> Yes, very, very true. Um, so, mid-season recap, you know how me and you do it. We go through all 32 teams up yeah. and down the division. We start first in the AFC East, and a team that is in first place as of right now in the AFC East is the, the Buffalo Bills. Bills. <laughs> Josh Allen played well the first four weeks of the season. In the last four weeks, he's looked uh, very uh, mediocre at best. You know that defense. That defense was absolutely pathetic against the Titans. They were uh, they were okay against Pittsburgh. They absolutely, or excuse me, not against Pittsburgh. Um, uh, shoot, they were um, they were bad against the Chiefs. They were uh, who did they play after the Chiefs? I'm drawing a blank, Brendan. Help uh, me out. Okay, uh, after Chiefs, they played the Jets. Yeah, the Jets. There you go. And then, then they play get, the then they play the Patriots. Thank you, thank you. See that that's why that's why we got you here. That's why we got you here. Yeah. But um, but yeah, with the but against the Jets, their offense couldn't score. It was all field goals, eighteen points, all field goals. Defense played well, but then again, it's the Jets. They stink anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so so they so their defense didn't show up against Tennessee. The offense didn't show up, albeit that they beat the Jets. Their offense didn't show up against the Jets, it's and then the page, and then and then they nearly lost against the Patriots. Had not it been for a Cam Newton fumble. Division, Bills division six rivals and two. are hard. That's all I want to say. Uh, like they're six and yeah. two, but yeah, but division rivals are hard. Like those close games, like against the Jets and the Bills and and the and the Patriots, uh, like yeah. 
they're expected because they're division rivals. Like the even the Dolphins, like they they all those games are planned to be close because they are strategizing in division to try to compete, and they're like the teams that they're most familiar with, more or less. So right. yeah, inevitably they're going to be close games. Um, continue though. Yeah, sitting at six and two, Miami in second place. Believe it or not, at four and three, Patriots Look. at two and five, and then the Jets. will get to them later on. But uh, what do you th- what What are your thoughts on the Buffalo Bills so far? Sitting here at six and two, lost back to back to the to the Titans and the Chiefs. That's yeah. the game I was thinking of. Yeah, the Chiefs lost to the, the the defense was bad in both games offense didn't show up against the jets had not have been for cam newton fumble they would have lost to the patriots uh give me your assessment of the 6 and 2 bills right now the teams that they've lost to are extremely competitive and they've lost to them like they lost to the titans pretty handedly um I don't know. I think that they are definitely playoff contenders, but I don't think that they're like they'll get to the playoffs and probably inevitably lose. That's what I feel for them, because um, you see the teams that they went up against, the Titans and the Chiefs, and just especially what happened in the Titans game where they were completely demolished, uh, mm. and it really doesn't look good for them. I think the really proving games that come up, uh, inevitably the Seahawks game tomorrow, um, but right. also uh, the Steelers game in uh, December. That'll be very important to see if they're actually like real deal playoff contenders. Um, yeah. I, I, I guess the cards too on some level because they're not bad and they're not good. Well, let me raise. They're they're not bad, uh, but they did lose yeah. to the to the to, to to the Panthers. So I don't know. Like it's their their schedule isn't as competitive as you might think, but they also did beat the Seahawks last week. So right. in overtime. Yeah. So. They do have something under them that could possibly turn into an interesting game. I really think that you'll have to see how they perform down the stretch because their schedule gets a lot more intense um, down the line from here. And then at the end, they have uh, two division rival games. So that'll be interesting as well. at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty good, though. I definitely think people are really surprised that they're doing as well as they are. But, you know. Do you think – you think you think Josh Allen is is the real deal, or do you think that you know when he plays the bad teams, he does good, and against the good teams, he's in? I think that he isn't like he's kept them in games. So right. the really the only time that he ever really got like just taken out was the Titans game, and the Titans can go on drives, and like they have Derrick Henry and Tannehill is actually really good. Um, they they're, they're 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 a good team. The Titans are a good team. Um, the Chiefs they were that's a close game for the Kansas City for the majority Chiefs. of the game. Yes, that's it a was. very fucking close game. Sorry, easy in, in, in the easy. curse jar easy. in the curse jar. Um, yep. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a, that's a close game for them. Uh, and the Chiefs they've performed pretty handedly against most teams that they've played against. Like, mm-hmm. the only team that they lost to was the in-division Raiders, and the Raiders are, like, an up-and-down team. They're gonna yes, be they up, are. And then they're going to be down, and then they're going to be up, and then they're going to be down. Um, so, I don't know, man. Uh, to, to go back to the Bills, um, they, they've played uh, some competitive teams. They've lost to the competitive teams that they've played against. They haven't really proved themselves. Cardinals this week, 
Uh, well, not this week. Cardinals next week could also be something to prove if they end up losing to the Seahawks. Um, but they they have a few prove it games down down the line that'll really like say whether or not they'll be really good playoff contenders or if they're getting better as a team. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look at it this way: they got the they got the Seahawks tomorrow, and then Cardinals, and then the Chargers. And for, they don't play an in seat, they don't play an in division opponent until the second to last game of the season against the Patriots on Monday yep. night. Uh, they got a Monday night game against the Forty ers which this should be even though they got to go out west, there should be no excuse why they can't take care of business against a depleted and injured to crap Forty er team. Seahawks will be a tough test for them. Mm-hmm. You know, that defense has to stop Russell Wilson. If they can't stop Russell Wilson, they got they no lose. chance. They lose. Uh, <laughs> yeah, straight up and down. Cardinals should be an interesting game, too, especially depending on what happens with the Seahawks tomorrow. Chargers, you never know. Justin Herbert's the real deal. But then again, the Chargers are, you know, they love they love to choke. Uh, they love they to choke it late in the sad. games. So uh, <laughs> so it, so that game's up in the air. And then, of course, after this 49er game, the Steelers, and depending on how well the Steelers are comes come December, I don't think the Bills have a chance in hell to beat Pittsburgh, especially if Pittsburgh coming into that game is still undefeated. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting game. Uh, I will say – I think that Pittsburgh does have a loss in their season somewhere. It's going to happen. They're not an undefeated team. They've, they've played very well, but they're not an undefeated team. They will lose yeah. to somebody. It's going to yeah. happen. Um, now, who's to say when? But it's always yeah. a possibility that could end up happening with the Bills. That would be interesting. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we'll get we'll get to the Steelers a little bit later on. Next team in the in the AFC East is the Miami Dolphins. Yep. Sitting at four and three. Uh couldn't muster any offense against the Patriots week one. Lost in a close game, 31-28 week two against Buffalo. Uh dominated the Jaguars 31-13. Made it close against uh, made it close at home against Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. <laughs> When they lost uh, 31-23 in week four, yeah. uh, took care of business against, uh, again, a depleted 49ers team, 43-17. to Shut out the Jets, 24-zip. And the defense got it done against the Rams and that lame duck offense with Sean McVay and his hair gel and the fiance that speaks 15 words of English last week, 28-17. Tua had his debut last, excuse me, last week. Yeah, uh, you had Ryan Fitzpatrick did did a lot of the heavy lifting earlier on in the season. Yeah, Tua didn't blow you away with his debut. It was a lot more the defense. What do you think about the Miami Dolphins sitting here at four and three and in second place in the AFC East? I will say that the the, the Dolphins are kind of like a wild card. You're not really. I don't really know what to expect from them at this point. Tua could end up being very good because you know. He's, he's really good at throwing the ball. He has good accuracy. He didn't play great. Well, he played good for his start, but like not like any world-ending like game. It wasn't a world-ending mm-hmm. game for him, but he, he right. proved that he could play the play football and could play it at an NFL level. Um, uh, I, it's really a question of how the Dolphins are going to end up, I guess, competing um later down the stretch uh i think that if fitzpatrick ends up going back in they could have a chance still i think that brian fitzpatrick is a very good quarterback even in 
basically at basically the end of his career. Like he can still throw for 400 yards and be like amazing, but he can also have the game where he throws four interceptions and have like the worst completion ra- completion rating of all time. So you yeah. never really know what you're gonna get from him. That's, that's the reason why I love watching him play. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, they're the they have a chance of making a wild card spot. I think. I think that they could end up winning the division if the Bills end up somehow choking it, but I don't expect that. I got. Do you think? Um, do you think that they will have it? Do you give them a fighting? Here's a couple teams that they play that in. Do you give them a fighting chance against Kansas City on December thirteenth? That depends. It depends wholly on the quarterback. If if you have Fitzpatrick there and he's on, yes, that's going to be an amazing game. That'll be a game for the ages. If somehow Tua ends up performing decently, I could see it being interesting and close, but I don't see them winning that game. Again, like mm. the only real way that they're winning that game, Ryan Fitzpatrick comes into that game, fire lit under his ass, and he throws for like <laughs> 500 yards. That's how they right. win that game. Um, I hate... Go ahead. Other than that, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> All right, so there we there we go with the Miami Dolphins, which, which who should be a very interesting and entertaining football team in the AFC East for not necessarily the twenty twenty season, but up but in twenty twenty seasons in the future. Yeah, twenty twenty yeah, 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 right, yeah, for the rest of the two thousand twenties, yeah, because the Patriots, uh, as be as that's a good segue on to talking to them. They are in a down spiral, and part of me is glad because, you know, I'm sick of the Patriots in the playoffs and in the AFC Championship game every single time you turn around. You know, you get sick of it, dealing with it the entire your yeah. entire life. Yeah, yeah. But on the back end, I feel so bad for Cam Newton because, like, he got – well, not like it's like it was. Oh, he got – he was he was flying high, had one of the best performances, even though they lost in a close game against Seattle in week two. One of the best performances he's ever produced in a long, long time. Gets coronavirus, and it's and his season's been lost since. Uh, even, even though they took care of business against the Oakland Raiders, their season has – I mean, again, lost to Kansas – or excuse, they, they beat – the Raiders, excuse me, before the Kansas City uh, game. And that's the last time the Patriots won. That was in week three when they beat the Raiders at home 36-20. to 20. I, They lost to Kansas City. If Not a shadow of a doubt in my mind that if Cam Newton is healthy and Cam Newton's on that field, they beat Kansas City. Kansas City's offense was not clicking on all cylinders. I know the media likes to portray Patrick Mahomes as the second coming. You know, he but he but he threw about like three interceptions in that game where if where if the Patriots secondary would have put on stickum or would have put some sticky substance on their jersey would have been three interceptions and who knows what could have happened. Okay, if uh, if Brian Hoyer knew that he didn't have any timeouts left and knew that he couldn't afford to take a sack at the end of the half at the end of the first half the Patriots would have put up three and it would have game and what would have made the game a lot closer than yep. what it was. That's a game in my eyes that if Cam Newton's playing, the Patriots win that game. Yeah. And then of and then of course the Broncos the offense doesn't show up scoring twelve points. They got absolutely destroyed by the 49ers at home thirty three mm-hmm. to six. And then Buffalo again if Cam Newton doesn't fumble, they might be Buffalo on the road. Exactly. What a is lot of what is games. Yeah, it's a, what of, is... it's a lot of close games, and then I think that like again, they have a chance down the stretch to make a wild card spot, but they need to be winning games. Again, right. we we see them play the Jets. 
that'll probably be, be a Patriots win. If they don't win that game, there's going to be something very wrong. Um, yes. They play the Ravens. That game could be closer than people would expect. Uh, yeah. I don't see them having a super high likelihood of winning, but, you know, I also don't like the Patriots, so I hope they win. I, I, God, I'm, it sounds so evil choosing the Patriots over the, 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 the Ravens in, in, yeah. in this situation. That- <laughs> yeah, that's sad. thank God you're out of state because you would you because you'd have an angry mob of Ravens fans knocking on your door if you were in uh, Maryland if you were in Maryland state grounds and you said that on my program. So <laughs> Texans, uh, you may continue. Texans could they will win that game. If they don't win against the Texans again, their, their season's probably over. They need to be hot for like these next three games because it'll really decide whether or not they'll actually be competitive against the Cardinals, Chargers, Rams, you know, down that stretch because those games are semi-competitive uh, mm-hmm. um, to very competitive. Uh, Dolphins, it uh, depends on how they're doing in that part, time period of the season. If they still have Tua in and Tua hasn't really performed, who knows? If they have Brian Fitzpatrick in and he – Shits the bed. Uh, Easy. How many? Two. <laughs> yeah, that's two. Um, then it'll be it'll be negative. But uh, then then there's the Bills game. That'll be probably a loss for them either way. Um, and then the Jets. That'll be that'll be a win. So they have at least two confirmed. Well, three confirmed wins in my mind throughout the rest of the season. So they worst case scenario, they they win five games. <laughs> Best case scenario, they will probably go like nine and six and make the playoffs. Nine and seven, yeah. Yeah, nine and yeah. seven. I said nine and six, didn't I? Nine and seven, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think? So do you solely think it's the fact that Cam Newton? It's been a strike of bad luck for him. Yes. Or do you think it's the fact that you know no offensive weapons is basically the same team that Brady had to work with last year, and it's no offensive weapons, and and I guess like the clock is starting to tick midnight on Bill Belichick's genius with the Patriots. Which do you think it's be? You think it's more more or less Cam has been unlucky, or the fact that there's nothing to work with. Bill Belichick's voice with that team's gotten stale. What 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 do you think? Jai, they've had like, is the reason they've had like why they two and five. They've had like what two games without their starting quarterback? <laughs> Come on, seriously, yeah. that's that's not fair. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 the worst position you can put a team in. Uh, it's bad luck. It's all bad luck. This they they'd be a competitive team right now in their division if Cam Newton didn't end up getting sick. That, that is the worst situation that you could come across. And then they've had really close games, Jai. Like, they, they, they're a team that could be on the upturn, and they're not performing to the, to the, the wins that, the wins category that they really probably should. Um, mm-hmm. That's my opinion on it. So, the, so, so, and then we put a, uh, put a staple on this, and then we move on to the hapless Jets. Um, <laughs> So I, I'll ask you this. I yeah. ask you this. Monday night, uh, December twenty eighth. Yeah. When they play the Bills at home, will that game be a, of any significance for both teams? Yes or no? Hmm. Well, I, I I actually would hope that it would be of significance. I hope that it'd be a, a a game where like the Bills are competing for like I don't know. Well, not the Bills. The Patriots are competing for a wild card spot or something along those lines, and that game actually matters to the uh, to the Patriots and to the Bills. Uh, they've either had the division on lock or 
this would be crazy if the Bills somehow drop some of their games. The Dolphins end up fading into obscurity. The Patriots could have a situation where they could win the division again and win like a, a nine, nine, nine and seven, which is unlikely. Let that be known. That's a very unlikely thing. I think the, <laughs> Bill, I think the Bills have their division in lock. Um, so maybe for the Patriots, maybe for the Patriots, there's this really rare scenario where, you know, they somehow climb out of a two five and end up winning their division, but I don't see it. On to the hapless New York jets. They've lost every game they've played this season, obviously. Owen eight, obviously are in perfect align for the first round pick of the draft. Uh, the GM and Adam Gates will stay put at least for the rest of the season. They are, you know, if they lose out the rest of the games, Patriots, Chargers, Dolphins, Raiders, Seahawks, Rams, Browns, Patriots, they're in line to, uh, they're in line to, of course, get the number one pick in the draft, which is projected to be Clemson quarterback uh, Trevor Lawrence. Their defense stinks. Their offense can't muster up any points. The most points that they've scored this season was 28 points in their Thursday night loss against the Broncos. They've gotten spanked in every single game that they've played outside of, oh, I shouldn't say that because their game did was you know they lost to the Bills by 8 points and they kept the Bills out of the end zone. Yeah. In week 1 they lost by 10 against Buffalo so I shouldn't I shouldn't go that far but you know they got Joe, Sam Donald won't play them in a in a you care that Monday night football game would be so bad but <laughs> uh, but you know it is what it is. Uh, no Sam Donald hurt shoulder. Joe Flacco starting, and you know whenever Joe Flacco mm. uh, plays the Patriots, some sorcery he pulls some sorcery yeah. crap out of his behind, That'd be crazy. and he and he and he just you know he beats the, whether it be two thousand nine or that was a lot more that was more Ray Rice than it was a Joe Flacco in that playoff mm. game. And then of course he outplayed Brady in two thousand eleven. If Lee Evans knew how to catch the football and hold on to it, you know when he got both feet down in the back of the end zone, if Billy kind of knew how to kick a kick a 30-something yard field goal the tied game sent in overtime the Ravens won the AFC championship game and he outplayed Brady in that game and I remember yeah. and if I remember correctly Brady said on the podium with Nance and uh and Bobby Kraft to a side that Flacco outplayed him and then a year after Joe Flacco puts on an absolute clinic and absolutely destroys the Patriots in the 2012 <laughs> AFC championship game sending the Ravens to Super Bowl 47 so having said all of that what is your assignment what is your take not assignment what is your um um, what's the word? Um, assessment of the New York Jets sitting at 0 and 8 and obviously last place in the AFC East. They have, okay, I will say for for fact that they have like a pretty difficult schedule. They, they have had a pretty, pretty difficult schedule and they also just don't have the, they don't have the, the, man, the manpower right now. And also not having Sam Darnold and instead having Joe Flacco starting, not a good look. Not a good look at all. Um, am I surprised that they're zero and eight? No, not really. I didn't expect them to perform even well if they had Sam Darnold, but this bad, probably not. Um, I'd think that they probably have like maybe like two and five, or maybe like one and six down the line right now. Um, one and what, seven, what, one and seven, and uh, two and six. Yeah. What what team do you expect them to beat? They got Patriots, Chargers, Dolphins, Raiders, Seahawks, Rams, Browns, Patriots. Browns will probably be a close game in division. In if they're winning a game, it's going to be probably either the Browns or an in division rival. So like the Dolphins or the Patriots. 
don't see them beating the Chargers, Raiders, Rams, Seahawks. Unlikely. Um, but they could possibly possibly beat the Dolphins, I guess, or the Browns. The, the the two the two teams I see and it and it would be more typical of the team that they're playing than it would be the Jets beating them. The Chargers and the Browns. Really? Yes, because only for two Chargers, not because the Chargers are bad, but because the Chargers Again, love making things close at the end and love choking and love breaking their face. And if you recall, if I think when not the year Cleveland went undefeated, but um, the season before undefeated, the, the, the year before Cleveland went 0 16, I believe. Undefeated? <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, undefeated. Yeah, it's funny. I believe the Chargers were the, were the team that gave the. Uh, they gave the Browns their only win of the season, and that was, and I believe that was because of a missed field goal. I'm gonna go back and check, but yeah, the Chargers would be that would be the team that would. Am I got this right? Yep, December 24th, Christmas Eve at Cleveland. They lost twenty. They lost twenty to seventeen on the road in 2016. So Cleveland, or excuse me, the Chargers would be the team that would lose. You know that lose to the Jets. Especially on the road, yeah. and then of and then of course the Cleveland Browns. I see that ha- I can see that happening because you know Cleveland's flying high. They got a you know it's a critical game, Week 16. Cleveland has to win that game and get into the playoffs or something like you know something along those lines. And then you know Cleveland with all the pressure on them, and all they got to do is just beat the hapless Jets that are simply playing for a draft spot. And Baker Mayfield turns over the football five times, and the and the and the Jets beat the and the Jets beat the Cleveland Browns. Those those are the two teams I could see. Uh, I could see the Jets beating in the uh, next uh, eight plus games of uh, this NFL season. I think that uh, I think that their individual in, in division games will be more competitive because they normally are logically they're going to strategize to 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 win those games because you know they, they they've talked about this team probably. More times than any other team that they're only going to play once, so it's going to be it's going to be closer. Um, do I see them winning? Uh, hopefully one. I, I'll hope they win one game. <laughs> I really <laughs> do. If they don't, that's not good. It'd make me feel really bad to have an zero and sixteen team. But you know, also we have the NFC East that we'll talk about later. And yeah, well, yes, we will definitely get to the pathetic NFC. So there, there definitely, there definitely are teams that are like less pathetic, but probably in the end, that division will probably be have like a pathetic like seven and nine division yeah. winner, which is exciting. <laughs> or if the Eagles win, it'd be seven, eight, and one because they tied us. If you remember, they're not gonna win it. Uh, if... Wait, what? <laughs> moving over, moving on to the AFC North, and Brendan, I t- look. You heard me back in early September. I screamed and yelled, saying, "What? What this?" Because I was irony. going over. Yes, I was. It's, it's irony at its very finest. Yeah. I said, you know what, the Steelers. Not because I, I went over the the over unders before the season started. I said, what are y'all crazy? The Steelers aren't going. The Steelers aren't winning nine games. Big Ben, thirty seven years of age, surgically repaired elbow. 
what superstars do they have? I say, you know, this team's got a superstar that can take over the take over a game on offense. This team has it. This team has it. I went through. I went through it all. I was like, honest, Mike Tomlin over blah 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 blah. And I was, oh, I, oh, I went so crazy. And I said, oh, are you kidding me? This team went in nine games. Over under numbers way too high. And what did I do? I picked them to, to finish in last place at six and ten. Yeah. We're halfway through the season. They're seven and zero, and the best team in football with the best with the best mm. defense in football. I mean, and and I and I still and the and the and you want to know what loss made me? It'll be like you know what I was wrong on them when they beat Tennessee. Yeah, Cle- Cleveland. Cleveland always. Cleveland hasn't beaten Pittsburgh in years. Philadelphia is Philadelphia. The Texans were terrible. Still, uh, still farting around with uh, Bill O'Brien as head coach, and I wasn't going to give them any credit and wave the pom poms because they beat the Giants and the Broncos back to back. So, and I was like, you know what? I was wrong after they after they narrowly narrowly beat the Titans twenty seven twenty four a couple of weeks back. But Pittsburgh seven zero first place in the AFC North, best team in all of football. And if you would have told me back in August. That the Steelers would be the only under, remaining undefeated team left in football at the midway point of the season and in first place, I would have told you eighty. I would have called you eighty-seven diff, different types of crazy. What are your thoughts on the Pittsburgh Steelers essentially being the best team in the National Football? Yeah, I don't know, man. You see the first game. The first game is yeah, yeah. That, you see the that, second I, game. Yeah. How about the third game? Yeah. You see how close those games are. You see the yeah. type of teams that they've they they played and how close those those games are. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't know, man. Yeah, they they yeah they beat the, the they they beat the Titans and they beat the Ravens, but they also were within five points of losing to the Broncos, and they were also within seven points of losing to the Texans, and they were also within ten points of losing to the Giants. Within one to two scores. Yeah. Now I don't think they're the now, best. I think that they they've gotten very very lucky in close games. I think that they'll be tested. I think inevitably they'll they'll they have a loss in their schedule somewhere, whether that be with the the, the Bills or or the or the Ravens when they play them again. Um, hell, there's 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 a chance that they somehow end up. Well, losing to the Bengals one of the two times that they play, as crazy as that sounds, because they're yeah. in division. I I said I said I called it already. I said the Bengal the Bengals aren't going to beat them next Sunday, but I think you know December twenty first, second to last Monday night game of the of the year on the road. Joe Burrow, and not to mention the Bengals. I, the Bengals will be flying heading into that game because I don't know if you saw the it. Titans. We'll, get to, we'll get to Cincinnati in a minute. The Titans. Or not, well, not just with the Titans game, but the Bengals have a have a stretch of games that is very, very winnable. I mean, after after they play Pittsburgh Week 10, we play you guys, the Giants. The Dolphins will be a little bit of a test. But before the Steelers game, they will play. They'll play a Dallas Cowboy team, which I will expect them to absolutely destroy. Their defense thinks they play. Uh, they, they will be the Bengals will be flying so high in, into the Bengal game, it will be unbelievable. And especially if the Steelers end up beating us next Sunday, 
of course, destroy the Cowboys, beat the Jaguars, beat the Ravens on Thanksgiving night, beat you guys, and beat Buffalo. And with three games remaining in the regular season, all three inferior opponents in all three games from the Bengals game on, the Steelers I will expect to be favored in by at least a touchdown. The Steelers will have immense, immense pressure on them. The Bengals, the Bengals have no pressure. They'll win three of the four games after they lose to Pittsburgh. They'll win three out of the, out of their four remaining games. They'll destroy. They'll destroy the Cowboys. It'll be Joe Burrow's Monday Night Football debut. The Steelers will have all the pressure in the world because they can taste an undefeated an undefeated regular season. It's within their grasp. Yeah, you know, it's within. So well, I not think, really, but yeah. Sure. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think the game that that could be the classic Mike Tomlin uh, let down the Mike Tomlin choke game, the Mike Tomlin, you know, uh, you know, uh, upset game playing, you know, the you know what he's what he and the Steelers have been known for the last couple of years. I think that game will be Monday night on the road against Cincinnati. <laughs> I, I honestly I honestly feel that way. The Bengals haven't beaten the Steelers in a long time. Joe Burrow's Monday Night Football debut. I th- oh, I think there will be so much pressure on the Steelers. I and I think that I think they'll get tight, and I think that game will be tight throughout the game. And I think Joe Burrow will get the job done and score like a you know a last minute touchdown, you know, late within the last two minutes of the game, and steal no pun intended, steal a victory from the Steelers. You know, final final score that game will be like like the, you know twenty one to ten, not twenty one. It will be like something like twenty four twenty four seventeen, something like that. But what what do you think? I think that game will well well. What do you, let me rephrase. What do you what do you mean? But what do you think about that? You mean uh, the closeness and how how how, you, how the how the Bengals have a winnable stretch of games, or do you mean like do you think that they could possibly lose to? Do you think? Do you think? Yeah. Do you think that if Pittsburgh wins for the rest of the month, do you see that scenario happening, where they could lose that game against Cincinnati? Yeah, but think that they could lose the game this week theoretically to Cincinnati. You saw they beat the they beat the Titans, bro. <laughs> yeah, and they can lose this week. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not disputing that. I just think that it. I just see. I just think it's more likely that we beat the, that we beat Pittsburgh in late December than it will be us beating them on the fifteenth. Because the fifteenth, the Bengals, I'm pretty sure, will be a little rusty. You know, coming out the bye week and having to go I on the road. I think they're riding high. I think I think they'd be riding high, dude. They just want against the Titans, and there's no way. I think that they. I think this is a very winnable game for them. Yeah, you could say debatably. Hey, they're they're rusty. They they haven't played in two weeks now. Um, but it's 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 a situation where I think that that the feeling that hey, I can we can actually win games. We are competitive as a team. Could really follow yeah. through. I think they have a very high chance of winning. A lot higher than what would have been the case if they had lost to the Titans. Yeah, I mean, fair, fair, but your overall point is, uh, you don't think they're going undefeated. That's your overall premises. <sighs> yeah. You awake? What are we doing? I just yeah. Well, I, 
I am awake. What are you talking about? <laughs> you're just yaw- you're yawning. I don't know if you're taking NyQuil, making you sleepy. I gotta make sure you're with me. Here. No, I mean, I mean, um, I mean, I mean, I, I, uh, I have a sinus infection right now. So yeah. <laughs> do you think? Do you think the reason for their success is because people like me? You know, I'm, I'm, again, I never know who listens. You know, maybe Tomlin played that episode for the boys prior before the season started. I don't, I don't you know whether it's Big Ben cutting out alcohol, porn, carbohydrates, whatever it was Crazy. over the off season. But I mean, what 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 do you think is the primary source for the Steelers' success? Obviously, their defense is one of the best in football. But what do you think intangibly is the reason why the Steelers are seven and zero? Um, struck a good luck. I don't think I think that they're 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 basically riding their wins. Two wins, two more wins. If that, if that makes any sense to you, um, they didn't start off very hot. The, the, you saw how close that game, that game, the game was with, with admittedly a better than normal, uh, Giants team at the time period because they they still had Saquon, but mm-hmm. um, their 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 game against the Broncos, etc. They, they 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 have games that have proved that they are not like a 10 out of 10 team because if they were a 10 out of 10 team if they were like the best if they were a team that is going to end up going undefeated i think that those games would have been blowouts yeah that's fair moving on to the team that just lost to pittsburgh just last week and didn't expect themselves at the beginning of the season to be trailing pittsburgh in the division with cleveland also breathing down their next two who's in third place a game behind them the only reason why those two teams are separated, A, because Cleveland has had a bye week this week, and two, Cleveland, of course, got destroyed by Baltimore week one. Baltimore's sitting at five and two. They signed Des Bryant, put him to the practice squad. Earlier this evening, they activated Des Bryant to put them on their av- excuse me, their active roster. They destroyed Cleveland, destroyed the Texans, was absolutely pathetic against the Chiefs. Offense was non-existent. Defense got picked up to sh- got picked apart to shreds. Uh, Andy Reid coached circles around his old protege, Mike Tomlin, or it's Mike Tomlin, John Harbaugh. Uh, Mark Andrews dropped every pass and uh, every pass thrown his way. They destroyed your team, obviously, 31-17. They destroyed my team despite the offense being uh, spottier than it should have been against against a, a uh, subpar Bengals defense. Uh, they, they let Philadelphia get back in it late, and there went. And then, of course, uh, they lost last week against Pittsburgh. What's your assessment so far? Of the five and two Baltimore Ravens, um, they're probably underperforming for what like people expected. I think that a lot of people expected them to be like top of the league right now, and they're like they're still high up there, but they probably won't win their division. I think they'll probably make 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 the playoffs uh, as a wild card. I think that, that's probably inevitably what's going to happen. Yeah, they, 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 they have done well down the stretch. They actually have blown out the teams that I thought they'd blow out. Um, but they also did lose to the, to, to the Steelers, which shows yeah. that, well, really the, their next matchup is going to really prove like what, what that is. If they, if they win that game, then I could make some arguments for the Steelers. The Steelers have had a lot of close games. Um, yeah. Whilst 
the, the, the Ravens have completely blown out the Browns, the Texans. They got they did lose to the Chiefs, which you know is kind of expected. But they 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 blew out my team. They blew out your team, and they they actually had a close game against the Eagles, but like. Too too close, in my honest opinion. I, it is a close game. It was it's a lot closer. They're they're kind of riding a lot lower than they were at the beginning of the season, but they 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 have a chance of you know rekindling that glory, um, and they actually have it in them versus what I think the Steelers are running on a semi-empty tank that has mostly been propelled forward by a lot of luck and good strategy and you know keeping games close. So now, what what was your assessment? I gave America my assessment of their loss against Pittsburgh or earlier this past or earlier this week. Excuse me. What did what did what did you take away from the reasons why Baltimore lost that game against Pittsburgh last Sunday? Why Baltimore lost the game to Pittsburgh? I I, yeah. I think that in all honesty, that's like. It was it was it was a close game down the stretch. Uh, well, let me rephrase. It wasn't that close because, like, in in in, in the second in the second uh, quarter, they they ended up jumping forward uh, quite a bit. But then third quarter, basically after they came out of the half, they just underperformed, um, and that's what led to their loss. Their underperformance, you know, is overall negative, created created a negative outcome. But Ben didn't do amazing, like, but Lamar threw two interceptions, uh, which is not very good. Turnovers lead to losses. I think that we all know that. He, yeah, he turned over the ball four times in that game. Yeah. He, he he fumbled three times, lost two of them, and threw two interceptions. You can't expect to beat any team in the NFL, like let alone – Exactly. Any, and let alone a team that's at the top of your division, the Pittsburgh Steelers, turning over the football. You just, you just, I'm sorry, you just cannot do yet it. Yet it was so close. So, Hmm. Yeah, because hmm. yeah, because because Baltimore's defense kept them in the game and didn't let Pittsburgh's offense go crazy. And a lot and and I'm pretty sure one of the different and you may agree or disagree, one of the differences is the fact that Pittsburgh stole a touchdown with that pick six at the beginning of the game, which I'm which I'm pretty sure play, paid huge dividends at the, at the end. fact that it was, Exactly, that the fact the score came down to four points. It's a big jump. It's, it can change a lot having a, a defensive touchdown. I, I, I do agree. In large part, I always feel really bad when my team has like a, a pick six or like a fumble for a touchdown. I feel like when I watch those, those are lost points on a drive that we, we, we could lose no points, theoretically. Instantaneous right. lost points that basically just – makes our offense have to come back out on the field tired. I don't want mm-hmm. that. No one wants that. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it, our offense will inevitably underperform because they're all tired. If you have a long drive and then turn the ball over on like the one yard line and it goes back for like a 99 yard pick six, that is yeah. the worst situation you can have. Um, but obviously it's not really what it happened in this case, but it, it does have an effect on the overall outcome of the game that, it's extremely negative for Baltimore. Yeah. I think, I think that this is me. The Ravens have to work on making Lamar Jackson a more uh, precise thrower of the football. Too many times, too many times during a course of a game, the play breaks down 
And Lamar Jackson's first instinct before anything else is to tuck the ball and run. And you cannot win games in the National Football League against great teams on a week-in, week-out basis consistently when your quarterback's first response and first initial reaction to the play breaking down is him tucking it and running. Yeah. Because he's got the ball in his hands. I understand it sounds weird because he's a quarterback, but he's got the ball in his hands way too much, way too much. And when you have your ball in your hands too much, you have there is that tendency for you turning over the football. When you do throw it and you make bad passes like he did, you turn over the football, throwing interceptions. And when you're tucking it and running it all the time, what happens? You fumble the football and you're not as mindful and as aware, have enough and your field of winners isn't that great where the ball is out is out for lunch and the defenders, you know, do anything possible to snap to uh to punch the ball and knock the ball out of your hands. The Ravens have to do a better job. And this is coaching. This is Greg Roman. This is Harbaugh. They gotta make sure that Lamar and work with Lamar and make him a more a precise thrower of the football because all the quarterbacks that can use their legs are a are a threat throwing it. Russell Wilson, Mahomes, you know, you know guys like guys like that. You know the the Michael Vicks of the world. They're great. And they're phenomenal talent, and they are, and they you know they can they have a they have the ability to change a game. But those, I understand Michael Vick went to jail and stuff like that. But those have an expiration date. Yeah, you can't you can't last a long time in National Football League and win being always so quick to run all the time. That's what got RG three in trouble with, with you know with him. I mean, if Lamar Jackson, unless Lamar Jackson wants to end up being like his backup, he needs to change. I'm not saying become a pocket passer a la Brady where you're a statue, <laughs> but you got to. But your first initial response to when a play breaks down, you can't run. And if you do run, I don't care, a la Russell Wilson, if you've got to run around in circles 50 million times, make the, make the defense essentially tired to the point where there's no one near you to allow Marquise Brown or Willie Sneed or Des Bryant or Mark Andrews to get open in the middle of the field. He has to learn how to extend plays with his legs while still looking to throw the football. Because it's not like Lamar Jackson, when he throws the football, when he throws it right, that he, you know, that he doesn't know how to throw a spiral, a la Tim Tebow. He knows how to throw the football. He knows how to, how, to, how you know, when he, when he, you know, when a time is right, I don't mean to sound like a Cialis commercial, but when the time is right, he knows how to zing the football into his receivers and put it right there in between the numbers, right there on their hands for them to catch it. He knows how to do that, which is why I made the point on here in the past that Lamar Jackson is a better thrower of the football than people give him credit sure. for. The problem is, is that he is the the problem is is that he needs to is he needs to be confident in that and learn how to make plays with his arm because when Teams make the Ravens play from behind, whether it's Pittsburgh, whether it's Kansas City, whether it's San Diego a couple years back, or not uh, Los Angeles. I apologize. Yeah. And then, of course, um, and of course, the Titans back in January when the Ravens have to play from behind, and that and the opposition's defense makes Lamar Jackson throw the football. He simply cannot deliver the goods when it comes to bringing his team back with his arm. 
Okay, the way the Ravens play with their offense, it's better designed for them to play play with the lead. Well, in the National Football League, you're not always going to every single game you win, you're not going to be playing from a lead. Okay, you're going there are going to be times where when your team looks like to be down for the count, backs up against the wall, you have to fight back from the dead, come from behind and win the games. All the all-time great quarterbacks know how to do that. Brady, Manning, Breeze, Rodgers, Mahomes, Wilson. They all know how to do that. Lamar Jackson, if he wants to be great in the National Football League for a long time and expect to win a championship and want to make my prediction true to being the team holding the Lombardi Trophy in Tampa in February, they got to get better. Or, excuse me, he has to get better with throwing, with being a more precise thrower of the football and the Ravens offense. I understand you don't want to make a quarterback do what he isn't comfortable doing, but the fact of the matter of it is if they want to win football games, he's got to throw the ball more. And when you throw the ball more, he's got to, he can't turn over the football four times. You just can't do it. You just can't do it. Throw, you know, throwing, throwing below 250 yards a game. You just can't do it. The Ravens passing offense is second to last in the National Football League at 31st. You can't be second to the last throwing the football in a, in a passing-driven league and expect to win championships. You just can't do it. Hmm. You just can't do I, it. I agree. And, and I think that he's, he's a choke artist as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's earned, I mean, it might, you know, Ravens fans may not like to hear it, but he's earned that label. He's earned that label because big Pittsburgh, big divisional game undefeated. They needed that game within the division. Now they have, now they have another chance later this month on Thanksgiving. But a game Pittsburgh against the Chiefs where they were absolutely awful. Not all his fault. Mark Andrews dropping passes left and right, and the defense was abysmal. And then, of course, the two home playoff games, which he lost and was pathetic. But he has. But if he's not careful, he he he's working himself into having that label. Where against the mediocre teams and the bad teams, he lights them up. Against the big bad Kansas City Chiefs, Titans in the playoffs, Chargers in the playoffs, Pittsburgh Steelers, big bad Pittsburgh Steelers. You know he he can't deliver the goods. And Mike Tomlin said it. You know the Pittsburgh Steelers are not afraid of Lamar Jackson. That's an issue. When you don't have a player on your team that makes your opponent shaking your boots or at least have that player on your team, a la Ray Lewis, that can give you that fire and brimstone speech that will make you want to run through a wall when it looks like they, that you're down for the count, you know, you get that's a, that's a bad sign. You know, if you, it's a bad sign. The Ravens, and that's another thing that's wrong with them as you're playing Christmas carols in the background. Uh, that's another thing that's wrong with Baltimore. You know, you got there's no Ray Lewis on that team. You know, and Joe, and when you're a, and when there's no Ray Lewis, there's no Terrell Suggs, there's none of those old guys from the 2000s, 2010s that were staples, a part of the Baltimore Ravens franchise that knew how to give that give the team that fire and brimstone speech to make them run through a wall. You know, Harbaugh is not like that. Harbaugh isn't isn't a John Gruden that's going to get up in your face and it's, and it's going to piss you off a little bit and it's going to it's hypothetically speaking, put your foot up your ass and, and, and lead your team to victory. Even though John Gruden isn't, isn't Vince Lombardi, that's, you know, that's his nature. You know, he isn't a Belichick. He isn't, you know, he isn't, he is, he's just not that type of coach. 
And and you know, there's no you know, Ray Lewis and Suggs aren't coming through that door. Hello Nada ain't coming through that door no more. You know, Flacco can get away with it because you know, Ray you know, he's playing with Ray Lewis. When Ray Lewis is your leader, you know, you don't you don't you, have you don't to have worry. to do that. Yeah, I don't really exactly. worry as much. Exactly. Lamar Jackson is the leader of that team, whether he likes it or not. He's the best player on that team. MVP from last season. He has to find his leadership voice. He has to. And I'll tell you something, and then I'll, and I'll let you go, and then we'll, and I'll let you finish up on Baltimore, and then we move on to Cleveland. Do you think if Ray Lewis was in that locker room that Marquise Brown set, puts out that tweet on Sunday calling up the coaching staff? You no. think if Ray Lewis is in the locker room, you no, think that would never happen? Not a, not a chance. Not a chance. And that's the issue. You can't have a wide receiver, Marquise Brown, you know, 22, 23 years of age, going out there tweeting after a game because he isn't getting enough targets calling up the coaching staff. And expect, and it, you can't, not when your goals win a championship. You cannot do that. That stuff needs to be kept internally. And that's something that he needs to share with Roman, Harbaugh, and the offensive coaching staff. You don't air out your dirty laundry like that about internal stuff to the outside public. You just you can't do it. And if it was again, what if it was Ray Lewis's locker room, I lied the two thousand team with Billick and everybody, Shannon Sharp, uh, that would un, that would not be tolerated under. I understand no no Twitter in two thousand, but that would not be tolerated under any circumstances if he did that on a two thousand Ravens team. Billick wouldn't allow it. Har, uh, Lewis Ray Lewis wouldn't allow that, and Shannon Sharp wouldn't have allowed that. Not a chance. Not a chance. Mm-hmm. It's a different. It's a completely different dynamic, and it's also a lot of younger people. That's a young team, so I'm not yeah. really surprised. Which, which is why it was. So, which is why Earl Thomas acting like an idiot was still toxic for them because they need and and this, a, and hopefully they they need, they need they need an older representation. They need somebody who's mature and can represent the defense and the team as a whole, really. And they don't have that. Yeah. And Earl Thomas really could have been that because, like, let's be honest, he's an older dude. He's in the limelight exactly. of his years. And yet he doesn't. He doesn't. He's immature as hell. So, yeah. Yep. Absolutely right. And hopefully Des Bryant brings a little bit of that for, uh, you know, he older guy, seasoned veteran, not you know, not old as dirt, you know, heading towards retirement, but he's he's a seasoned veteran. He's been around the NFL a little bit. Hopefully he brings that to the Ravens because the Ravens desperately need a veteran leadership force within that locker room because they are lacking that desperately. Yeah. All the other teams, all the other, you know, all the other teams some way or another have that, that are good, have that within their locker room. Baltimore does not have that. And Baltimore is a team that once again was anchored by Ray Lewis for 17 years and, and won two Super Bowls with him. Ravens, Ravens need a, not necessarily another Ray Lewis as far as a linebacker, as far as on the field is concerned, but they need another Ray Lewis as in they need another motivational leader with leader within that locker room. And they don't have that. And that's and that's a big reason why they can't they can't beat the great teams and get over the hump. Big reason why. Huge big reason why. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Cleveland, five and three, got destroyed by the Ravens in Week One. Yeah. 
They took care of business again, you know, the rest of the way. They got destroyed by the Pittsburgh, but what else is yeah. new? And then, of course, and then they couldn't put the ball in the end zone. And you mix that with crazy wins from Lake Erie. They lost uh, 16 to 6, 5 and 3, about a game, not even behind the Ravens in the AFC North. They played the Texans on Sunday. What is your, you know, Baker Mayfield was spotty in a couple of games that he's lost. Odell's lost for the year, torn ACL. What's your assessment of the uh, of the Cleveland Browns here in two thousand and twenty? Average at five and three. Average. They're average. They're an average team. Uh, I don't think they're going to blow anybody's socks off, and I think they're playing pretty much exactly as they expected. Well, which is uh, yeah, well, it is exactly as I expected. I think that they'd be an average team, like an eight and eight, seven and nine team. I don't think that they're going to awe anybody with how they perform this year. And I think that um, that's not bad for them because they'll get a middling draft pick and they have a lot of stuff that they can build on as a team. Um, What do you think? Do you agree with my assessment of that? I think that they're they're an above average team. Really? I picked Cle- yeah, I picked Cleveland to go nine and seven and to make the playoffs. The, the, here's here's what you do if you're Cleveland, and this is why I didn't go crazy when they lost. Um, and it was a weird loss losing to the Raiders. Is weird. I'm not going to kill them for that. Weather involved and everything yeah. else. This is why I didn't kill them for for losing to Pittsburgh. As long as they beat teams they're supposed to beat, Cleveland has no issues. Cleveland, the Cleveland will Browns, go, like somewhere. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that they, I think yeah, that they perform the, the way that they should. Yes, they're they have a very good yeah. stretch. Yeah, if Cleveland beats the teams they're supposed to beat, Bengals bear the second time by the hair of this chinny chin chin, and the game was a and the game was not as close as the score depicts thirty five thirty week two. They absolutely dominated the the Bengals the entire game that <laughs> game. You know, if they take care of business against your team, Cowboys, they beat the teams that's supposed to beat like up here. Like they if they beat the Texans, the Eagles, the Jaguars, you know, maybe lose to the Titans, maybe you know, lose to the Ravens again. <laughs> but if they beat the Texans, Eagles, Jaguars, Giants, Jets, Jets lose to Pittsburgh. If they lose, if they go, you know, they have a good chance to go what? Uh like- what uh ten and yeah, six? Yeah, you're right. Ten and six, ten and six, nine. Again, I'm not going to kill them if they lose. If they lose back back to Tennessee and the Ravens, and they lose Pittsburgh, you know, last game of the season, especially because it's looking like Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh have nothing to play for come week seventeen, yeah. and the Browns might. So they go nine and they'll go nine and seven, ten and six, no yeah. problem. They beat the team they're supposed to beat. They got no issues. Again, this is a Cleveland team that was a couple years removed from going 0-6, from going a couple years from removed of going, or excuse me, from going or being, oh, God, going. words. A couple, yes. 0-16. That were, it, right, that were 0-16, <laughs> won about three, won about like two or three games in about three, four seasons, had a Hugh Jackson, one of the worst coaches in the National Football League, and were a league laughing stock. Okay, they make they make the playoffs at nine and seven, ten and six as a wild card team. Their season is the Cleveland Browns now. Their season is a success. 
Okay, I don't care. I don't care if they go, you know, if they get destroyed by Pittsburgh in week in week 17. Nobody cares. If you think the Cleveland Browns are at this point of where they are as a franchise is supposed to be the big bad teams of their division in Pittsburgh and in the and in the Ravens, you're mistaken. Okay? If Cleveland beats the teams they're supposed to beat, put out a good effort and and be competitive and hover around 500 best case scenario 10 and 6 that's a successful football yeah. season for them i mean I, I, I it's not that they're coached by paul brown and got um you know and got Otto graham and and uh and jim brown back there or coached by marty schottenheimer and got bernie kosar behind center with ernest biner the- i mean the, the days of expecting Cleveland to go to the Super Bowl are are a few, are quite a couple years away still, but the days of Cleveland being a league laughing stock are over. They're 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 they are supposed to be a competitive football team whose ceiling is ten wins and shouldn't finish any worse than seven and nine, six and ten. So the idea that people went crazy about them getting destroyed by Pittsburgh thirty-five to seven, I'm like, come on, y'all! What, what did y'all expect? Pittsburgh's been kicking around Cleveland for the last what fifteen plus years or so. Like, uh, okay, I was like, all right, fine. They beat Cleveland. If they lose to Cincinnati, if they would have lost to Cincinnati, then they would have had issues. They beat the team they're supposed to beat. They got no issues. That's my thoughts on Cleveland. Yeah. That's, that's I my really don't disagree. Clear. I think that like actually seeing that all those wins, like, yeah, we, we have, they have they have a probability of you know actually doing something good, like actually probably getting a wild card spot. That is pretty cool. Yeah. And moving on to my team, and uh, we will move on to the AFC South. Still got a long ways to go, but uh, hang in there with us. Cincinnati, two and five. You know, week one, I was upset, of course. Randy Bullock, Fat Randy. I mean, come on. That's a game we should have won. Cleveland, Cleveland, they kicked us. All right, so be it. Eagles, we should have beat. We had no business in tying Philadelphia. We should have beat Philadelphia. Jaguars, we won. Hip, hip, hooray. Joe Mixon finally showed up. First win in Joe Burrow's career. Great. Ravens, we got our behinds kicked. That's, you know, so we should have beaten the Colts. Don't get me started on blowing that lead that Mm. we had against the Colts. And we should have beaten Cleveland. So if you take our three losses against the Chargers week one, Colts and Browns, we should be. We and and against the and against the Eagles. So if you take so if you take those four games, give them wins, that is what? Four plus the two that we have, that is what six. Best case, best case in a perfect world, the Bengals should be what six and two. Yeah, but that's in a perfect in, in a perfect that's not, world. That's a perfect world for you, but yeah. I... Re- realistically speaking, somewhere around somewhere around four and four. Making like this argument, Jai, we could also say that in a perfect world, the, the the Steelers somehow don't have their great second halves and they lose all of all of their games. So, just saying, <laughs> um, no comment. My point is, my point, my point is that there are is that they should be better than two and five. 
It's the point I'm trying to make. They 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 should they should have three or four wins to be. They should have they should have three or four wins to be to be quite candid. They they should have three or four Do wins. They? Now, <laughs> yeah, I, I the the games for sure that they should have won for sure. Colts Browns should have been should have been locked up. But they couldn't make they could they couldn't keep up. the seam. They couldn't keep the seam. Eagles, e- e- Eagles, Eagles two, and the Chargers game was right there for us. The two games where I straight up and now say we lost those games: Week two against Cleveland and against Baltimore. Always, you're honest. Colts, 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 Browns, and the tie. Colts, Browns, Chargers, and the tie against the Eagles. Those four games we should have won. No question, we we should have won. No question, no question whatsoever. And if the Eagles would have, and if the Eagle, and if we were, if the Eagles were a semi-competent football team, they would have beat us instead of died at twenty at twenty three twenty three. This team, I, I mean, they, they keep me on an emotional roller coaster, Brendan. Sometimes I, sometimes they're the greatest thing in the world, and then the other times it's like y'all are just a pathetic, sad group. You know what? Dis- disguised as a professional football team. Zach Taylor makes moves that makes you scratch your head. You know, I mean, on you know, when you're one and twelve in games decided by eight points or less, that's not ex- you know, it's not exactly a, a stat that you'd be you know want to mm-hmm. be proud of. So I mean, so it's it's the times like that where I'm like you know, get rid of this guy, fire Zach Taylor. Joe Burrow, of course, to start is an absolute talent. And the defense at played their best game of the season when they, you know, taking care of business against Tennessee. And my audience knows how I feel about the Bengals. What do you? You're the guest. You're, you know, you got the you got first yeah. say here. What is your assessment of my two and five Cincinnati Bengals? Well, first off, don't really have first say. Uh, have second say because you basically just said, "Wow, we could have won these games." I think that you guys are playing about what I expected, Jai. I know you're probably probably gonna make you upset, but I didn't expect you guys to do all that well this year. I think that you guys are still in a rebuilding process, but yes, you guys have a lot, had a lot of close games, and you you do have definitely a chance of somehow miraculously performing very well. I think that you actually have a lot of winnable games down the stretch. You know, you are playing. Nope. Like the last three people that you need to play in the NFC East, so those are winnable games. Um, and and the Texans, and the Texans as, well. as well, which is, wow, can't believe that happened. We'll talk about that later. Um, uh, Steelers and Ravens, that's going to be interesting. I think you could possibly win against the Steelers though. After beating the Titans, you have that fire. I don't think you guys are a playoff team. I'm sorry. Uh, I think that you guys yeah, inevitably I've... are going to lose no. some of these games as well. Uh, now where will it be? Probably, uh, one of the Steelers, probably the Dolphins, the Ravens. Um, but Hey, at least you're playing the NFL. At least you guys have some wins. You guys won't be the worst team in the NFL this year. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll lose. I, th- I think, and I am not crazy for thinking that we'll split Pittsburgh this year. We'll lose one of the two coming up against Pittsburgh. Lose week seventeen against Baltimore unless Baltimore has nothing to play for, and they sent out RG three. In that case, we'll beat the Ravens. Uh, out, we'll beat the Ravens handedly if they give us RG. And the Ravens give us RG three, and Unlikely. they for whatever the reason have have nothing. I know, but if if well, that scenario to were to occur, you guys, you guys don't go to the playoffs if they have nothing nothing to go for, unless somehow everybody yeah. else you know 
poops the bed, I guess. You're welcome. No costume here. Um, yeah. <laughs> with the, like, there's no way, Jai. You, you guys are in a situation yeah. in a competitive division where you really don't have a chance of winning. It'd be very, very crazy and unexpected if you guys made the playoffs this year. I think that no one would expect it because of how bad you guys have played. Yeah. 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 Anyways. I we we got we got winnable you know, we gotta play the remaining three teams of the uh NFC East. The Texans as well, they stink. Dolphins toss up up in the air. It depends on how uh, how the Dolphins are playing at that point in time heading into the month of December. And we'll split with the Steelers and lose to the Ravens. And, you know, and the Bengals could, okay. So let's give them a loss against the Steelers and then beat your team, the Giants. Uh, so that's, uh, so that's uh, two and six. And then uh, plus the two, that's four, and, four six, and one. Beat the Dolphins uh, five six and one. Beat the Cowboys six six and one. Beat the Steelers seven six and one. Beat the cat. Beat the uh, Texans. Uh, what eight? What is that? Uh, eight six and one. And then lose to the Ravens and be eight seven and one. Or or beat the or lose to the Steelers two six and one. Beat beat the uh, Washington and the Giants, so that would be uh, let's see two six and one three six and one four six and one lose to the Dolphins four seven and one, uh, and then beat the Cowboys uh, five seven and one beat the Steelers uh, six seven and one beat the Texans seven seven and one and then. Uh, Lose to the Ravens seven yeah. eight and one, so there you go. That's the story with my Cincinnati Bengals. Moving on to the NF or excuse me, the AFC South. <laughs> it was East and uh, <laughs> yeah, they try to move through this this lane. I hate this is one of my least favorite divisions in all of football because they all got the like the lame duck teams that I are like know. meh. Gardner Minshew's but, interesting. Uh, Somehow Deshaun Watson is messing everything up uh well not really anymore but okay we'll get to that later um the Colts are interesting as well and the Titans are 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 playing you know just like they did last year but even better I think that it's an interesting division why would you say that it isn't (laughs) Uh, not that it is an interesting division because first place is up for grabs between Indianapolis and Tennessee but it's just you know it's one of those divisions where it's like meh you know, it's it's got it's it's one it's you know you gotta admit it's one of the more overlooked divisions in all of football. Like when someone named you comes up to you and asks you to name all the thirty two teams, the teams that often get forgotten are the teams that play in the uh, in the AFC yeah. South. Because all because all you know Chargers Chargers you know you know and then you get to the AFC South and it's like who's in the AFC and it takes you a minute but that's why I bring that up Tennessee sitting at five and two lost to my Bengals yes. last time out you know they absolutely they shocked the world I think when they essentially hadn't done any on field football activities in like fifteen days and absolutely destroyed the Bills on a Tuesday night no less forty two to sixteen. 
took care of business against the Texans week after that. Back-to-back losses, having lost to Pittsburgh last second field goal. They made Pittsburgh work in the second half, but if Steven Goskowski, who's been uh, very spotty this season, missed the field goal late, costing that game, and they didn't bother to show up against the Bengals, losing 31-20. to uh, What is your assessment of the 5-2 and two Tennessee Titans tied for first place currently with the Indianapolis Colts? Uh... I think that they'll probably win their division versus the Colts, though I really like Philip Rivers. But mm. hopefully, hope I really hope that Philip Rivers somehow com- competes to actually go ahead and, and and beat Tennessee. But if we're looking really at the competitive games down the stretch, the, 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 t- Tennessee has what the Bears tomorrow. The, 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 it'll be yeah. an interesting game when they actually play play. Colts versus Titans, but then they have the the, the 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 Ravens, which will be interesting as well. They have the Colts versus Titans. They have those three games; those are pretty difficult. But then he, then they have the Browns, Jaguars, Lions, uh, and then they have the Texans. They have like four winnable games right now, and then they have like four that aren't winnable, uh, which leaves them at nine and seven. But honestly, I think they'll probably win. Like I think that they could definitely beat the Packers. I think that they definitely could beat the beat the. Colts, at least one of those times, possibly two of those times. Um, I think that they're a better team than the Colts. Uh, really, like the only loss I see in there is possibly the Ravens, which means that they probably will perform quite well. well while we, while if we look at like I don't know the Colts schedule, they have they have a lot more competitive games. They have the Steelers, they have the Raiders. They have the only real non-competitive game that they have down that stretch is against the Jags. So, yeah, it mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't look great for the Colts. Um, they've had a lot of uncompetitive games that they've won at the start of their season, and we're not really surprised about that, are we? <laughs> now we now they actually <laughs> yeah. have some competition they're going to have to play against, and it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan T- Ryan Tannehill has uh, he played he's played well. He has played and not not he's at the point where it's like don't where not to screw up. He has actually played pretty well this season. He's thrown for over a thousand passing yards already. Thrown for seventeen touchdowns this season, believe it or not. And then Derrick Henry just doing his thing. You know, and as a Tennessee fan, you know the the loss to the Bengals put a bad taste in your mouth. But they, for the most part, have had a pretty, pretty have played pretty well this season. Have played pretty well. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, 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 I can't really disagree. <laughs> I don't really know what else you want me to say. <laughs> Moving on to Indianapolis, we'll get to, as we get to them. Ravens opponent uh, here on Sunday. They're five and two. Philip Rivers was abysmal against uh, against Cleveland. Lost to Jacksonville, a game they had no business losing in Week One, and have and have played competent football. Uh, since then, you know, they had no business beating us. That was a game that they should have lost uh, against us, no question. Took gear best against the Lions. You know, they got a they got a difficult schedule because they got the Ravens, Titans, Packers, and the Titans again. Then it gets easier playing the Texans, Raiders, Texans again, Pittsburgh, which will be no walk in the park, and then against yeah. Jacksonville. Give me an assessment of the Indianapolis Colts and your boy, Phillip Rivers. Um- I really like Philip Rivers. <laughs> uh, the Colts are an interesting team. I think that a lot of like their wins have been foistered by 
Philip Rivers because he's just really good. Uh, you see that game against the uh, Lions, for example, where, you know, Philip Rivers throws three touchdowns, 262 yards. It's a great game for him. Uh, you see other, you see his uh, game against, I don't know, the, the Browns where, you know, Philip Rivers ends up not really performing as well. So really their, their wins and losses are mostly indicative of how Philip Rivers performs. <laughs> you, that's that's like it's the duality of this. If Philip Rivers has a bad day, they're probably not going to win, which is not really surprising because he's their quarterback. Um, but their defense isn't going to be winning them games. It's the point that I'm trying to make. Um, y- yeah, you understand? <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I 110 percent understand. What chance? Do, how? What do you? How? What do you think the, their chances are of uh, winning the division? Not as high as the Titans. <laughs> Not no. as high as the Titans? They, they lost to the Jags the first game of the season, Jai. Yeah. They had a really yeah, I mean, close game against the Bengals, Jai. They <laughs> got whooped by the Browns, Jai. They did yeah. whoop, the, whoop the Jets. Wow, that's really impressive. They they beat the Bears by like what eight points? Hmm. Good job. Good job. O- overall, <laughs> what do I say? Uh, I like Philip Rivers. He's always going to be a dude that I support. This does not look good for them. Hopefully, they can make the playoffs in a wild card spot. Do I expect it? No. Look at the look at their games down the stretch. Look how competitive they are. Hmm. Hmm. Not a good look. They got a they got a rough stretch. They got the Ravens and then they got Ravens, Titans twice, and then the Packers. That's not that's not gonna be easy under any circumstances. Yeah. It's not gonna be easy, period. Let's just be honest here. <laughs> so now with now how what chances do you give them to beat Baltimore tomorrow? Baltimore? Hmm. Yeah. Not as high as Baltimore beating them. I'd, I'd give it like a 40-60. I think that, that game is going to be more close than a lot of people are going to expect, though. I don't expect them to get blown out by Baltimore. I expect them to compete. If Philip Rivers doesn't show up, gonna there's going to be some problems, <laughs> though. Yes, um, for sure. But, you know, who really knows with that man? He He's in a new system and a new team in a new town after, you know, He's left the Chargers after being there for what, like fifteen years? Something like that. Yeah. Of time. I can't really even. I'm surprised he's even doing as well as he is this season. To be frank, I didn't expect him to to perform in a way where like he's actually has a team and he's leading them to competitive <laughs> game through through competitive games. Now his stats they aren't great. He's like what. Uh, uh, almost 2,000 yards in the season, like t- uh, 10 touchdowns, six interceptions. Not great, but he's an old quarterback on a team that he's new to. And what, 38 years old and still doing that? Like, that's like a. I think it's pretty impressive. I think that he's one of the better quarterbacks, you know, in the league. I think that Drew Brees is probably better um, historically, but he's like one of the best quarterbacks ever. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You, you, boy, do you? I do. He's good. Okay. Have you seen that man? How much heart that man has? How he yells at people when in the heart of the game. I'm not quest. I'm not questioning his heart. I'm just saying, like this, you know, he's he's top twenty five of his generation. Top twenty five. What are you talking about? 
He's like top well, okay, five. Well, maybe not he's top twenty. Top, top twenty. Oh, top five. No, top yes. five. Really? Oh my god. Bur- okay, Bra- here, here, here. You five. Brady, Brady, Breeze, Manning, uh, Rogers, Rivers, and and Rivers. Um, and Rivers. No, Roethlisberger. Nah. Ben is not as Ben. Nah, I'm sorry, I don't like Ben. Oh, dude, I'm not talking about liking him, Brendan. He he's not top he five to- of his generation. I know not. that he hasn't won a Super Bowl, but also he was on the Chargers. Okay, on, on, the, on the Chargers, Brendan, they didn't even Brendan. really want him. As well, they wanted Eli. Come on, and he did that. And he did as well as he did. Yes, Brendan. He is not historically in the same conversation what, because the Super Bowls as not just because of the Super Bowls, the records. Historically, okay. historically, Brady, Rivers is a better quarterback. Historically, Brady, Breeze, and Manning own the passing records records books. Record books. They own it. Brady, Breeze, Manning. They own the passing. They the passing both came record into books. the league. I'm not even. I'm not even talking about the fact that combined they have what combined between the three of them they have what uh, nine Super Bowls. Jai, Jai. I just want to know. And combined have appeared in like Historic- what close to fifteen. Historically, before Manning even retired, Rivers was still beating him with yards, touchdowns, intercept. Well, interceptions. Manning had more interceptions than him. The only and there was only like an eight, eight, eight seven or eight differential in interceptions with with Roethlisberger, and he has a better completion percentage. He is better than all of those quarterbacks, and he's on a horrible team, a horrible team that he ended up actually putting together an amazing season and having like one of the best teams ever to come out of uh, the, the whole entire NFL that didn't make the playoffs. Like Rivers is the real deal. There's a reason why he's an eight-time – he was like an eight-time pro bowler or some insane level. Like, Okay, I understand that he's ranked sixth in passing yards and touchdowns and is 10th best all-time in career passer rating. But to say that he's top five of his – top ten, yes. No, top, top five. Top Not five. top five. Top five. Not top, top five. five. I don't care. Roethlisberger six. Rivers, Rivers, Rivers is Rivers is five. Sorry, you're wrong. Get out of here. I know that. I know. I I, 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 I know that Ben might have won. Ben might have won a Super Bowl or two, but let's be honest here. Ben won a Super Bowl with a good team. Rivers did a bunch a bunch of things that River that that, that Roethlisberger can't, can't even imagine on a team that is the Chargers. Is the Chargers okay? Spanos, that team, that team, Jai. Think about that. Uh, you, you, I'm, you are funny. That's why. That's why. That's why we yeah, have well, you. I'm not wrong. I, I, yeah. I feel. I feel like. I feel like um, the argument about Super Bowls here and rings or playoffs. It's it's great because you know historically that's gonna be like what people look at. They're gonna be like, who won the Super Bowl? Um, but you also have to realize, hey, uh. Ben was on stacked teams, and you ha- and and yet Ben's been on stacked teams as well recently and done nothing with it. Done nothing with it. Well, did you consider the fact that those years that he's done nothing with it is the fact that you know for all those years that uh, that they didn't have a defense? Jai, 
if you're a fantastic, amazing quarterback, it shouldn't matter. Well, that really defeats your argument as well. You want to see all the things that Philip Rivers did without a defense or an offense that are better than Ben Roethlisberger? Come on. Come on. Come on, John. LT. Damian Tomlins is probably the only real noteworthy dude that was on, on, well, that Chargers team. And I think Antonio Gonzalez was also on that team. Let me check. Uh, Antonio Gonzalez. Yeah. Antonio Gates. Yeah, Antonio Gates, not Gonzalez. Gates. uh, Gonzalez is on the, the, yeah, Antonio Gates also historically great. Um, uh, reason why is also went to Pro Bowl light on, but really he didn't have many weapons outside of those dudes. And LT LT was gone. Uh, really Antonio Gates is the only real consistent character on that team. Really, Rivers Rivers is 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 one of the best. Not even really debatable. No, I'm, I'm just saying it's not a debate. He's he's he is five. He is five in his generation. He is probably. I'd make the debate. He's like two in his in his draft class. He really should be one. But you're all. But there's always been the debate that Manning's great because of all the stuff that he's done. But if you look at statistics, Manning's pass like interceptions. Oh my gosh! Two hundred forty-four interceptions, one hundred ninety-seven. Fair. Houston's one and six. What was your assessment on the Houston Texans? Who stink? Surprise. They got Bill O'Brien out of there. I'm surprised at how bad they are. I think everybody is. Me too. Uh, yeah. I I really can say that it's. It's not something that I expected this season. I thought that they were going to be a competitive team. Um, and it's going to be interesting in the uh, AFC South. Um, but no, they've dropped games. They, they, they actually had a competitive game with the Titans, which is good. Good, 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 good for them. Um, but really, they, they, they've gotten crushed by the Chiefs. They've gotten crushed by the Ravens. They've gotten a close game with Steelers. Vikings, they lost with Kirk Cousins. Um, they lost to the Packers. Um, they've ha- had a lot of competitive games as well. So I won't give them, like, too much negativity. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, mm. But there is definitely a lot that could be wanted. I think that they have more games winnable down the stretch, and they aren't going to be, like, a team that's going to – end up dropping all their games. They already have a win anyways, but they 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 probably will not be making well let me rephrase. They aren't making the playoffs. <laughs> they just aren't. They just aren't making the right, playoffs. Of course. But they, they they did have a really difficult schedule. Um so yeah. Uh underperformed I'm surprised that they have dropped all those games that they could have probably won competitively. Um but they haven't been competitive. So this is the outcome. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Jacksonville not having not won a game since the first week of the season? Uh, I'd say. Does Doug Marone need to go? You've seen the Dad Jaguars team. Like, let's be honest, that team's in a rebuild. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, does the coach need to go? No. I don't think that the coach needs to go. I think that Doug Marone isn't the best, but I don't see that. I don't, I don't think that we need to jump to that just yet. I think inevitably they'll probably jump because of how bad management is in Jacksonville for the most part. But 
mm-hmm. no, I don't, I don't, I, I don't really think that it'd be a good idea. Um, it, other than this, it's kind of up, unfortunate that Gardner Minshew isn't going to be playing this week. I'm sorry. I like Gardner Minshew. <laughs> He's, he is an interesting dude and a very fun quarterback to watch play. And that team could be competitive under him if they keep him. But, yeah. Uh, whoever, whoever this Luton guy is, uh, Jake Luton, or Luton, or however the heck you pronounce his name, uh, that'll be interesting. This is a six-round draft pick. She's going to be starting tomorrow. Moving over to the AFC West, Kansas City seven and one, lost to the Raiders. They had no business losing to them. Shouldn't have beat the Patriots and all. And to be quite honest with you, uh, seven and one. Uh, is this a trap game at home against the Panthers? Yes or no? And what is your assessment of the seven and one Kansas City Chiefs and Mahomes and? The fact that they got Le'Veon Bell and they got all these weapons, the Clyde Edwards running back out of out of uh, <laughs> out of LSU. What's your assessment of the seven and one Kansas City Chiefs? Do you think that they'll repeat yes. as AFC champions? Do you think they no. win the Super Bowl? What's your assessment <laughs> I just, of the I just Chiefs? Answered them. Uh, I think that they'll continue doing well. I think that they're, they're competitive games down the stretch if we're really going to look at them. Uh, Raiders could be competitive. I don't think the Panthers game is going to be competitive. I think they're going to lose. Uh, not, not the Chiefs. Uh, I think the Panthers are going to lose. I, I think the Chiefs are going to win that game. Um, but yes. they're competitive games. The games that will actually probably be close, I think, will be this Raiders game, this Bucks game, the Saints game, and possibly the Chargers game. if But that, that game's not going to matter anyways. So they're already going to be winners by the time that they get to that point. They're, they're going to win their division, okay? Yeah. There, there's no debate. Look at their schedule. Look how competitive, competitive it is down the stretch. They have so many winnable games here. They could... They are more, their most competitive games that they have are against teams out of the AFC, the Bucks and yeah, the Saints. But in, and yeah, and even then, like, look at the Saints right now. I don't know about that, man. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that's my opinion. I think that they'll, 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 they'll win that division. Do, do you think – am I right on the fact that when you heard my rant back in late September about how the media goes way too <laughs> over the top with yeah. Mahomes? Am I am I, I, am I right or wrong on that or not? It says yes. I think that he's good, but I don't think he's a revolutionary game changing quarterback. Again, I already made the argument with Matthew Stafford previously. Um, Matthew Stafford's done a lot of the same things. Like literally, Mayhem says that hey, I I study Matthew Stafford's film to, to, to try to perform like he does. Hmm. Hmm. I know that Matthew Stafford hasn't had a great career, but also he's been a Lions his whole entire career as well, with nobody who really had a plan for him. Uh, but like when you have Mayhomes over here, basically saying, "Oh, this is how I this is how I got good. I got good by studying quarterbacks that are already in the NFL that like are you know competitive and good and have established themselves with their own efforts because this is how I'm going to get better or whatever." Really doesn't, I guess. I, I, I guess it elicits more of like, hey, he's he's good at what he's doing. Is a combination of multiple different quarterbacks. Um, do I think he's a game changer or like the next revolutionary quarterback? No, no, I don't think he is. I think that there's been quarterbacks like him in the past as well. Uh, Steve Young is a great example. Yeah. 
No, I, I get that. And I agree with that. But do you think the media goes over the top with, oh, my good Patrick, Patrick yes. Mahomes yes. is, 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 is yes. drinking Kool-Aid. Who cares? Like, I, I, <laughs> Who cares? I, I've, I've had an, I've had enough. I've had enough. Every single, every single mother effing five seconds, I turn around. I hear Patrick Mahomes doing this. Patrick Mahomes doing it. Patrick Mahomes spending a girl in December of 2025. His girlfriend said this. His girlfriend said that. Nobody freaking cares. Holy crap! Like I, it, it just just gets to a point where it's just so nauseating and just so annoying. It's like get away. Like, like y'all are making me want to root against this guy because y'all have like made his success so freaking toxic. Like, it's 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 enough. It's enough. Yeah, it's 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 enough for me. I I, I can tell you that uh, I'm not a like that fanatically supportive of Patrick Mahomes. He's good at what he does. That's about it. That's about that's about all the praise I'll give him. It's it's. I mean, he's phenomenal talent. Don't get me wrong. Soon to be first battle Hall of Famer, but it's like I I can't take the Mahomes show. I can't do it. You know, they uh, they literally tweeted out. You know, when they ran a reverse play last week, made Patrick Mahomes out to be a god because he literally snapped the he literally snapped the ball. He lit the ball was literally snapped to him in the shotgun. He caught it and like threw it like did a little toss forward to the wide receiver coming around on the reverse. I'm like literally anybody in America with a with working with a working brain and a working hands could do that. Standing behind center, okay, calling you know saying hut hut, catching it and chucking it in like in all in one motion. Is so easy to do. It's like, are we really like going crazy because he's doing that? Literally, any person in America can do that. That that has the ability to stand and use their hands and say "hut hut" or "hike" or whatever. Like I like you could put me in a Chiefs uniform in in my home and I could do that. Yeah. Like seriously, this is what we're doing now. We're going crazy because Patrick Mahomes knows how to catch a football, hike from center. And 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 chuck it, you know, and like chuck it like a hot potato to a receiver running on a thing. Like, and I wasn't going to say this, but it's a good idea. It's a good idea now to bring this up. YouTube, I don't know if you heard the episode I had him on, uh, Brandon Perna. That's a good sports yeah. YouTube channel. You know, he may, you know, he's he, I, he's using hyperbole when he says that, but it's almost at the point where like the media quote-unquote in theory treats Mahomes like a make-a-wish kid like like to the point where the simplest amount of tasks takes you know it's like the greatest thing in the world I'm like y'all like you gotta gotta relax stop hyping him up so much he's already been hyped up to to the maximum like to to the too much too much exactly you know where it's like exactly where it's like to the point where, where like the simplest of tasks are made are made like the biggest thing in the world like can y'all relax? Like, calm down, please. Can you calm down and 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 stop being crazy? Uh, that and that and that's it with Kansas City. I think, me personally, I could see Kansas City getting if they play Baltimore in the playoffs again. Yeah, Baltimore is dead. Um, but if yeah, but if they play if they play um if they go up against Pittsburgh in the AFC Championship game, I could see I could see Pittsburgh picking up. Picking them off in that game, I really could, really could. 
Um, Las Vegas, a team that has uh, that Kansas City's lost to, and you know, for the first time in like near a year. What are your thoughts on a Vegas uh, on the Vegas Raiders? I know you made the point earlier in our conversation; they've been sort of an up and down football um, team. They I'm have elaborate on that some more. Basically, been like a team where like one day they're going to overperform and you know beat the Saints by ten, or and then other other days they're going to get blown out by the Buccaneers by fucking by twenty five. <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's random. It's random. They also beat the Chiefs. That's that's exciting and unexpected, um, right? But hey, mm. it's basically random what they'll do. I think that they will probably not make the playoffs for that reason, because normally teams that are so erratic like that don't perform to, yeah. But, don't make hey, it. it's yep. cool that they beat, they beat the Chiefs, right? That's less a lot of potential. Mm. Yay! Good job. <laughs> I think that uh, it's yeah. good, though, that they at least but, know that they're competent. I think this is a lot... I don't think that people think that they perform this well. Yeah, I... yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if you would have told me that they would have been a team to knock off the Chiefs, I would have called exactly. eighty-seven dis- so, different types. They, of they've crazy. already overperformed for the, their their season this year, and their quarterback is actually their car is actually playing pretty good. So, hey, that's great. That's probably something that they they can be really proud of. He's only has like two interceptions throughout the whole entire year. That's insane. Yeah. Like really good. What do you, th- mm-hmm. what do you think about the Broncos at three and four? Uh, I think that the Broncos, uh, the bad. <laughs> yeah, can, can we agree? Can we can we both agree that the Broncos are just eh, an eh team? They're yeah, lucky. they're not good. They're, they're <laughs> lucky to be three and four. They they should have lost. They should have lost the, the Chargers and the they should have lost the Patriots. So close against the Broncos doesn't make me worry for the Titans though. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. <laughs> They're a very eh team. Yeah. yeah. What do you th- What do you think about um uh, the the uh, the Chargers who again find new ways to lose games sitting at two and five Justin Herbert, Herbert who I had no I had no idea that Herbert. I had no idea that Herbert was going to be as big as a star as he as he is, but I mean, what, what are your thoughts on the oh, on the Chargers sitting here at two and five? That's good, right? Yeah, like they have they have uh, yeah. a lot of future power, and like they they'll they're definitely in the air category with 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 the with the Broncos. Don't get me wrong; they did lose to them, um, like a week ago. Uh, but they hey they hey they have a future unlike the Broncos which they don't have anything right now so give them a pat on the back yeah <laughs> you think you think Anthony, <laughs> you think Anthony Lynn's job should be up should be up for grabs because a lot of the you know same thing with um, uh, Zach Taylor and the Bengals a lot of these choking jobs the coaches not not the, not the players the yes. uh I think that's up to debate. I think that, that I think yeah. that you'll really have to see how the season plays out. They could pull out some wins, and then and, and I don't think it would really be in a point to fire him. If they don't, hmm, and they choke some games that they were close in, hmm, that probably doesn't look very good for his job, does it? And I think that inevitably that might happen. <laughs> so wouldn't know. 
Now let's get now let's get oh, to God, your division. Let's no. make it real interesting. I don't want to talk about. Uh, it. I don't. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why? What is with this division? All the teams are just, and we'll save some time for the Cowboys because you know you gotta make things special for the Cowboys. But why is the NFC East as a whole um, just so freaking bad. terrible? That's all I have to say. They're just bad. Um, Cowboys lost their quarterback. Giants lost Saquon. Also, quarterback is actually not very good. Washington, new coach. Uh, also, quarterback didn't perform to the level that we wanted him to, so we ended up benching him. But his new coach has bias for new quarterback. Um, Eagles. Uh, Carson Wentz kind of trash. Wow. Who expected that? <laughs> Yeah, he he is he is he's a he's a he's a fighter, and he and he he's that type of guy that never is gonna that isn't gonna go down without a fight, and he's always gonna show some grit and fight tooth and now, so I give him credit for that. But but Carson Wentz's play is so erratic at times. It's like did the, you, you saw, it makes you think sometimes like did the Eagles really mm. do the right thing letting Probably. Nick Foles go, or would they be better off with Nick Foles as quarterback? It make it makes you yeah. think. It makes you think. Because his play at times is just so, you know, he was he was god awful against the Bengals. Case in point, and then leaves a two minute drill to tie the game up, and he scores game winning touchdown run, running the football. Or you know, or or in the Ravens and the Steelers game, they lose, but they make the game interesting late in the game. Or or again, he's terrible, erratic against the Giants on Thursday night. Daniel Jones, you know, slips up. And then, a, and then he makes a play, and he makes a play to put the game away against the Giants. Cowboys, spy, same thing. Spotty in the first half, playing the equivalent of a, of a third string quarterback, making his first NFL, you know, making his NFL debut. And in the second half, he, you know, he pulls the, you know, he brings the Eagles on home. Is, he is he one is of the more erratic quarterback. quarterbacks in this division. Yes, he he is. Yeah, and honestly, if he don't stop this. You can make the argument that Dak Prescott is the best quarterback mm. in this division. I think if he Dak isn't Prescott already. Isn't as good as everybody says he is, but yeah, he probably is the best in the division. Which is very sad. It's very sad. I might cry a little bit. Isn't it odd that Sam <laughs> Bradford had this QB spot a while ago? <laughs> and and who is Yeah, for a couple years ago, on? yeah. Do you know? I don't even not, know where Sam Bradford is right now. <laughs> but but Foles. Foles yeah, Foles I, yeah that's what I thought. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I think it's pretty crazy, <laughs> man. Because yeah. the potential in that QB room, really, all lost, all squandered. Uh, yeah. Because, hey, look, mm-hmm. I got a new toy. Let me play with it. And it ends up being crashed because... Carson Wentz isn't very good. Okay. Yeah. Also, yeah, and I understand what people are like. Well, his, well could it, he has no receivers to work with. His offensive lines. I understand all that, but good quarterbacks t- make yeah. you know get lemons and make lemonade out of it. I'm not saying this man has to be the greatest of all time, but a lot of the Loses times, the man, this, this guy single handedly is yeah. Is, Exactly, exactly. 
And I understand true, no offensive true. line and your receivers is also, always he's injured, injured to crap. crap. Let's not forget he's that. injured to Helen back, <laughs> and it's just exact. Yeah, I understand all that, but it's like, it's like y'all gotta like, you gotta give me something, Carson. I mean, the the, the team. I mean, Drafting you're you. making the team regret letting go. Not just that, but it's like, well, I don't know about drafting you, but you're making your team close to regret letting go this Super Bowl MVP quarterback. Like, if they knew that Carson Wentz was going to be this spotty, I don't know if they would have let uh, Nick Foles go out the door. I think they, they would have made him a decent, him a decent offer. Because I think that Nick Foles has consistently shown that he's, like, an historically good passer. Because, like, that man has a lot of 400-yard games. A lot. Like, a lot for – especially for a quarterback that was a backup mm-hmm. at the time, Jai. And they didn't make him the offer because I feel right. safe with our new new blood. That was a mistake. Sorry. What are you dr- Apologies, are you clanking uh, all was, that stuff uh, in my ear? My, my goodness um, gracious. Thermos thingamajig. But, yeah, continue. Well, yeah, what is um, – My team. Your team. Believe it or not, it's in second place. I think that we have a lot of potential and we have a lot of winnable games. Yeah. Really? It'll start tomorrow with the Giants. Where if we we don't win that game, if we don't win that game, there's some problems. I will be angry, very, very angry. Um, Do I think (laughs) it's going to be very sad if we make the playoffs, but it's a a possibility here. After all, we did beat the Eagles first game of the season. Um, which does not bode very well for just anything at all. But also, we've had a lot of games that have been very bad. Ravens, Browns, Cardinals, and, right. and Rams. But you want to know why those games were bad? There's a really easy reason why that those games were bad. Our offense just decided, let's not do anything. Let's have, like, five third-down conversions in a row and not make any of them. And let's have, like, five one-and-outs as well. Let's just do it because, you know what? Let's run the ball or pass it in the backfield multiple times in a row because we don't have any faith that Dwayne Haskins can throw the ball literally three yards up the field. Mm, yes, that's great. Yeah, it, not good. Kyle Allen, not any better. <laughs> but at least they're letting him throw the ball forward, so who can really complain? Also, Antonio Gibson's actually good. So that's exciting. Our running back. Our running back's good. Um, hey, we have to play the Giants, the Lions, the Bengals, Cowboys. That, that, that's a really good stretch of games. Very winnable game. Um, then we play the Steelers. Uh-oh, that might not be very far yeah. for us. Uh, let's just pretend like the game isn't there. Uh, 49ers, all injured and beaten up. Seahawks, they, that'll be a game. Uh, we probably will lose. Uh, Panthers. Close game, probably a revenge game. Eagles versus Washington could be a game that decides the division. So, which is terrifying. <laughs> yes, How in the heck true. are we second in the division at two and five? Nobody knows. Let's not. T- let's just not think about it too hard. <laughs> hey, we could make the playoffs. We're not going to be hosting a home playoff. Well, actually, yes, we will. We will be hosting a home playoff game, at least one, um, if we make the playoffs. That's exciting. Um, and terrifying at the same exact time because I don't think that we deserve to make the playoffs if we make the playoffs. 
I feel bad for the nine and six teams that we are going to end up stealing yeah. that away from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What the, <laughs> what the, uh, no, Ron Rivera no. is a, no. you like him? Good coach. Horrible coach. You don't, you don't like him? We should have won that Giants game. <laughs> you want to know why we didn't win that Giants game? Yes, you should have. Yeah. Ron Rivera. I don't like him. There's a reason why. <laughs> also known as, let's just try to blow as many games as possible because who cares? We can make the playoffs. We're going to lose first round. <laughs> We we, we, we we lose, we, we probably get a high draft pick. Now, does that mean it's a good idea? Yeah. Does it mean it's good for the developing players that we lose games purposefully? No, don't do that. That's very bad. No. That, that creates a horrible division in the locker room. Do not do that. <sighs> but he does. Yes. He thinks, oh, this doesn't really matter. That's what I think he did. Because why would you go for two? Why would you go for two when we could go to the overtime? <laughs> we could go to overtime. What, because you have cancer and you are too tired of being out in the field? Now, that's a justifiable thing. But also, you don't need to be on the field anyways. You could have anybody else be on the field and you could be in the stands. I know that you sit down a lot of the time as well. You could just sit down. You could have somebody put an IV into you. There's so many different things that you could do. I have a massive amount of respect for you coaching right now, but also horrible decision. Don't do that. No. Okay, sorry. That's my rant. That's my rant. You have no idea how pissed I was at the game. I was so angry. Why do you do that? Why? What does it do? What, we lose the game basically purposefully? I already knew that we weren't going to make the second down, well, the the two-point conversion because Kyle Allen is not clutch. Kyle Allen could have run the ball in, that's, but he's too scared to. And you, you have a horribly designed play. It's a passing play. Why would you pass the ball when you could run with Antonio Gibson, who's had a historically good season for a rookie running back out of the Redskins slash Washington football team? Okay, shh. Nobody, nobody, no, nobody, nobody make a comment there. Uh, <laughs> here, on, here on the Giants podcast, it's okay to still say that name. Um, but... Lo and behold, yes. yeah. we are now at a situation where we are genuine division competitors. We have a chance of winning the division. Why would you try to blow it? I don't know, because a, a draft pick? I understand. But also, why would we <laughs> want to draft Trevor Lawrence? Especially when we're in a situation where basically for us to draft – well. Haskins does stink, well, ha- but also ha- Haskins like, stinks, though. I think that we could win with Kyle Allen consistently, and he's new to the league. He's a new quarterback. We have two new quarterbacks, and I think that we probably would find better value for a quarterback elsewhere if we do end up in being in a situation where we don't win. I think that Trevor Lawrence is great, but not for our team, and also we are not going to be the worst team in in, in, in uh, the NFL this year. It's just not going to happen. We've already won two games. We're not right. the Jets. Yeah. The Jets are going to literally bust. And then they're going to have to make a decision where is Sam Darnold really yep. worth it? Or do we want to draft another quarterback? And, or, like, <laughs> that's going to be interesting. 
I'm not even going to. I'm just not going to think about it too much. Because, like, my God, guys, <laughs> our division, not good, not good. Yeah, yeah, it stinks. Uh, what's uh, what's with the Giants? And we'll save Dallas for last because I got a couple. What's things wrong to say with the Giants? What's, what's, well, what's wrong with the Giants? The, you want to start from the beginning? Saquon's gone. Yeah, they, they Jesus, like that's that's the biggest thing. Let's well, yeah, their quarterback. Mm, Daniel Jones. Mm, fumble, fumble, Ruski. Mm, just yes, let's go. If 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 they would have had if the Giants would have had a competent quarterback, a la yeah, Phil Simms so. or Eli Manning, they would have beat the Bucks on Monday was, night without a question. It's bad for the Bucks. Yes, uh, I think this does prove prove something. Um, wow, they, they, they have the the makings of being a good team, but with the quarterback that they have and with the quarterback room that they do have, they're not going to be winning games. That's just inevitable. So, like, their season's already lost, pretty much. And they're still competing for our division. (laughs) Yeah. A playoff spot. Yes. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Now Dallas. Dallas. We want Dallas. (sighs) This is one of the... Yeah, the the Dallas Cowboys is one of the most uninspiring, pathetic, nauseating. Just, ugh, I hate watching them play. I I honestly do. It's almost as if when Dak broke his ankle, the most effort they gave out for the rest of the season, like, all right, well, we'll beat the Giants for Dak, and then the rest of the season to hell with it, and just say, you know what. Screw everything. Dax hurt. Let's just not even try anymore. In even the though they play in not the even worst division <laughs> in the National Football League. It literally it, it, it literally bothers me. Like these guys could win the division Will and they? make no. the playoffs and ride in with a lot of momentum, even though they probably won't well let me finish. They won't win that playoff game, but they could ride in with a lot of them and be like, hey, we lost our starting quarterback and somehow won our division and made it to the play. You know how much momentum they would have going into the 2021 season? They have something with to fight the- for. Like, honestly. And it's like, like but Mike exactly. It's not like that you're the Giants or they're, or they're your guys. Right, or or they're you guys, you know, where you're like you're in the hunt, you're in the hunt for the division, but you're in the rebuilding stage. The the Cowboys are trying to win now, okay. And the idea, and the fact they just threw in the towel like that, quit on each other, quit on the fan base, quit on the coach. It is pathetic. And they and they have these players that go out there and and throw their and again airing the dirty laundry to the public and throwing the coach underneath the bus. How about you guys take some accountability here, okay? Is it the coach's fault that you that you guys can't tackle? You're dropping – no, players. all right? At some point, when is the responsibility fall on the players? Is it Mike McCarthy's fault that Zeke Elliott no. fumbled twice in the first half against the Cardinals on Monday night and essentially has done nothing getting paid a hundred-something million dollars? And has done nothing this season. Is it his fault? Is it Mike, Mike McCarthy's fault, fault for that, on, on or is it fall on the players? No, he, no, he is. He, I'm, don't get me wrong. He's not exonerated from all his blame, fault. But the idea that, that that everything well, wrong with the that's Dallas also Cowboys by is all Jerry, his fault though, as well. is nonsense. 
And like the the culture of the locker room. Remember when Andy Dalton got completely destroyed? Yeah. By the way, legally destroyed. I will make that argument. John John Bostic yeah. did not hit him with his head. John Bostic hit him with his shoulder. And he 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 it was an accident as well. He was trying to slow down. This is the reason why he isn't suspended uh this year. Well not this year. He's not suspended this game. Because he then gets suspended, you yeah. Sorry and, about yeah, go ahead. We had we were cut off there four minutes. Go ahead about the Cowboys. Anyways, yes, the Cowboys. Um Andy Dalton got hurt. And uh with John Bostick, as I was talking about. Um right. what happened was that, that after that they just didn't fight at all. Like what is that as a team? No fight. No fight at all. They gave up. The, and then and then Jerry Jones is like, oh, it's all on it's all on Mike McCarthy. Like well, that's like that's the coaching, that's the that's the coaching. That's the, that's the fault of the coaching and not the not the locker room. I think it actually does fall on the players there. What the hell? Like, mm. come on, that's something to fight for, and you guys just completely gave up. It's sure. it's it's pathetic. Yeah, it is. It's, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. Moving on to the. Uh... To the NFC uh, North, Ooh, Packers in first place. They, I'm not going to wave the pom poms for beating a depleted 49er team. They had no business losing to uh, to the uh, Vikings. The defense was no, horrendous. They did. Uh, and then, of course, they got absolutely kicked in the uh, punched in the face by uh, by the Buccaneers a couple weeks prior before that. What are your thoughts on the 6-2 and two Green Bay Packers? Are they for real? Are they frauds? Matt LaFleur, the real deal or not? What's, what's your thoughts on that? I think that? they're okay. I don't think that they're, they're like, they're, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. I think that that'll inevitably probably be uh, something completely different. I think that they could make the, make the playoffs, and I think that they could make the uh, NFC East Championship. Or not NFC East, the NFC Championship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think that they're, they're they're okay in the games that they performed well, and they performed pretty well, like fifteen point lead. They, but the, 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 then you see games where they don't perform well, like the Buccaneers game. Right. Makes you really think: hmm, Are they really that good? Yeah, that's. That's as simple as I can make it. It's it's really up to um, really what they feel day to day, what Aaron Rodgers feels day to day. And if Aaron's going to throw two interceptions in a game and have a, a subpar completion percentage, he's not going to be winning anything. But uh, for most of the games that they have played, he's done well, you know, throwing for like 30, 40 points in a game, but he has had slow games as well. Uh, right. And he's had he's had close games. The the, the 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 game versus the Vikings comes to mind, but that's also always been competitive. Um, like that that game, but that game he actually did perform quite well. You know, three touchdowns and stuff. Still, he lost. Uh, I don't think they're frauds. I think Aaron Rodgers is still good, but I don't think that it's going to. I don't think they're going to go anywhere. Your opinion? Um. Well, he had no business losing to the Vikings. Mm-mm. Buccaneers is a bad loss. They should they, they should finish the season fourteen and two. Uh, I I honestly don't know how I feel about the Packers. I, I honestly don't. It's I mean they if had not they lost to the Buccaneers, my opinion would of them would be different. 
but it's just like they, they, they ugh, I, I need, I need to see more from them. And honestly, I won't take them for real until they win a playoff. Until once they, I think they'll win out the rest of the season. And my opinion of the Packers won't change to anything Jurassic until they win. Like the, you know, they win a, a playoff game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and how they win it too, you know. If they get lucky via ref ballers, or if it's more of their opponent being terrible than it's them being good, then you know, then you know it will be the same. It's I, I'll answer your question this way: Do I see a team that could win the Super Bowl, let alone go to it? No, no. Yeah, I, no. I agree. I agree. I think we both agree there. Not a chance. Chicago at five and three. They look like you know they started a, a shocking five and one to begin the season. Very, very shocking. shocking. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, they bench Mitch Trubisky. Matt Nagy does puts in Nick Foles. They had a nice victory against the Buccaneers, and now they've kind of faltered, losing, t- lo- losing. Excuse me, two straight, five and three, only a game out of first place, but. What are you, what are your thoughts on the Chicago Bears? Are they for real or not? What are your thoughts on their offense? Who who's excuse me who has who has been spotty as of late? What are your thoughts on the Chicago Bears? That loss to the Rams is pretty bad. I will say that much. Um, overall, yeah, though, that too. Yeah, they they've had games. They beat the Bucks, like the the Bucks that have actually performed quite well. But also, like, let's let's be honest here. They they are going to need to somehow do something with Nick Foles. Uh, and they kind of have that game, the Bears, the Bears Saints game. That was close and a good game with a uh, breeze and um, Foles. Yeah. And though Foles did have an interception that game, like it was close down to the line, down to the very end. Um, tomorrow, it, they probably won't win. <laughs> They're playing yeah. against the Titans. If they do yeah. win that game, wild card to possibly division winner Bears. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. That that could be a turning point for their whole entire season. Do I expect it? No, I don't expect it at all. I expect it. I expect what they're going to do is probably end up winning against the Lions, the Texans, the Jaguars, and probably one of those times to the Packers, and kind of fading into obscurity, but like an eight and eight. Yeah. yeah. Lions at three and four. They started out the season pathetic. They've kind of they've gotten better as of late. I still think, regardless of what their record is, they could go ten and six for all I care. By the by, by a stroke of God, and I'd still say Matt Patricia deserves to go. Do you agree or disagree? Matt Patricia uh, is definitely controversial and not very good. I don't think that he's a great coach, so I will agree with that. He um. He's running off of the coattails of Bill Belichick, the actual person who called most of the things he brags about. So yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm no no comment there. I'm not going to disagree. <laughs> Do you um? What about the Vikings who've been bad? What are your thoughts on them? Um, good one last week, but they've been bad overall this season. I'd say that they're really underperforming. I don't think people expected them to be this bad. You know, with the, the, the type of offense that they have, Dalvin Cook and Cousins and Feline, uh, like, really, them performing yeah. this bad is not an expected thing. 
admittedly close games, but also like the, the close games aren't wins. <laughs> the yeah, close games don't make get you in you playoffs. Win them. You gotta win them. Yeah. And Kirk Cousins doesn't normally win against teams that have a make them sweat a little winning, bit. Yeah. Winning schedule, yeah. yeah. Doesn't look very Moving good. Up, <laughs> yeah. Moving on to the uh, NFC South, um, Tampa Bay. They lost their first game of the season against the Saints, which, depending if the, you know, depending on what happens tomorrow, could come back to bite them. Took care of business, uh, you know, beating the Panthers, Broncos, Chargers. Bad loss against the Bears, and Tom Brady being too arrogant to admit that he didn't know what down it was. Punched the Packers in the mouth. Took care of business against the Raiders. Should have lost it against the Giants, but didn't. Uh, and then out, and then after the Saints game, the next and vital the, the the next and only vital game that they have after the Saints is when they play at home against the Super Bowl champions. And then there should be easy pickings from there on out. Playing against, playing the Falcons twice, the Rams, the Panthers, and the Vikings. What is your assessment of the six and two Tampa Bay Buccaneers and adding Antonio Brown to their team? Do you want me to say something a little bit crazy? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I think they could possibly lose to the Vikings or the Falcons. I think they'll lose one of those games. <laughs> I know that, that that probably sounds a bit nuts, but I do think they're going to lose one of those games. I think that they'll probably also lose to the Chiefs. The Rams, very close game. I don't know what's going to happen out of that. Panthers? How, how do you think they're going to fare tomorrow? Tomorrow? Against Saints? Yeah. Oof. That'll be fun. I think they'll lose. I hope they lose. <laughs> Actually. What? Wouldn't shock me. I honestly don't know who. I honestly don't know. That game's going to be an ultra, ultra close game. It's going to be a fun game to watch, but uh, yes, I don't know. I, I, I side with Breezes in games like that. Sorry. <laughs> fair. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. What do you, uh, with the Saints, it's a nice segue to them. Yeah. The real bad, the, they haven't had a bad loss. They, you know, well, I, yes, they have. They have two against the losses. Raiders. The ra- the week two loss against the Raiders was bad and the Packers was bad, um, but they've taken care of business since. And then of course after the Bucks, their only important game like the like like the Bucks after the Bucks, their most important game after tomorrow is against the Champs at home. Easy pickings with the Vikings, the Falcons twice, and the uh, Panthers and the uh, depleted Forty ers team. What are your thoughts on a five and two New Orleans Saints? And do you and do you think that my Super Bowl prediction of them going to the uh, to the Super Bowl will remain true? I think it'll remain true. I think that you'll see that the I think that you'll see that Tampa Bay will probably end up slumping somewhere in there. They, I don't think they're going to maintain the consistency that they have right now. And even if they do, I don't think they'll win. They'll win the first playoff game that they play. So. Yeah, I think the I think they're going to do well. I think they'll probably end up winning majority. I think they probably only have like one loss left, maybe like one or two losses left in the tank. And if those games are going to fall as losses, it's probably going to be against um the Chiefs, uh, or right. you know, the Falcons one of those times. Mm. Yeah, because that's a com- you, that's competitive game. Yeah, do you think um? How, how do you? How well do you think the Saints have fared without Michael Thomas these last few weeks? Not as good as they had. Like not as good as they used to be. I'll tell you that much. But they're still winning games. Uh, but Michael Thomas is like really important to their offense. So it's uh, when he comes back, they'll be even better inevitably. 
You agree? Carolina. Yeah. Uh, one, they, he's a vital, he's a, they need him back in the worst way imaginable. And if they can, you know, I mean, they, they, they need him back. They, they cannot expect to go deep in, in a, in a championship run without Michael Thomas. It's just all there is to it. Carolina has been one of the more impressive teams this NFL season sitting at three and five, Yeah, you know, got stomped by the Bucks. Bad loss to the Raiders week one. They've lost three straight, but they've, you know, they've been all right. Three and five ain't bad. You know, they played a cheat. They've got two hard opponents back to back. They played the Chiefs and then the Bucks, and then they got the Packers in late December, and then the Saints to close out the season. How you, how you, th- how you feeling the uh, the three and five Carolina Panthers right now? They are overperforming what I expected. I will say that much. Do I think they're actually good? No. I think that they probably really should be at like two and five. If I were to say the game that they should have lost, um, that they didn't lose, it'd it'd probably be that. Sorry, um, I think it'd probably be that game that they won against the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are a much better team than the Panthers. Um, oh, for sure. And I think that the fact that they won is kind of erroneous statistically. Um. The games that they have won that, like, I'm not surprised is, like, the end division. Like, the uh, the one against the Pan- – uh, well, the one against the Falcons. Sorry, my fault. Um, or the one against the Chargers back when they didn't have Justin Herbert starting. So, yeah. Right. Do I think that they'll do well down the stretch? No, I think they're going to lose most of their games down the stretch. Like uh, – They got um, – here, let me read Buccaneers twice, Saints twice, Raiders, Chargers, and Chiefs, and Bron- yeah, they got a rough. They got a rough. Uh, no, I'm reading off the Falcons. Yeah, thing. I apologize. Yeah, they, they, we'll we'll get to them. They're choking behind later. Uh, they got Chiefs, Panthers, Bucks, they got, uh, Lions, Chiefs, Vikings, yeah. Broncos. That's could be interesting. Packers, yeah. Eh. Yeah. Washington. Okay, let's hope we win. Um, and then Saints. Like that's difficult as well. <laughs> Let's be yeah, fair. Very, very difficult. Now to the Falcons. I mean, good Gandhi. I mean, choking to the Cowboys, Bears. Mm. It's just, boy, does this team invent new way? And then the Lions. Boy, does this team invent new ways Lord. to lose football games? Yep. I mean, what what is going on with the two and six Atlanta Falcons? Hopefully, hopefully it was their coach. He's now gone. <laughs> if it isn't his, if it isn't him, and they keep choking, which they have choked again after he left, um, we are in the well. They're in, not we are, because they're they're in a situation that's not very good for yeah. morale and sportsmanship and their team in general. They're gonna lose faith very quickly because they're actually a good team. They have good players, right? And yet they're what two and five. Two and six, yeah. Yeah, both two and six. Sorry, yeah. It's not good. It's not representative I mean, of what they are as a team either. It's a, it's a, somebody needs to tell Arthur Blank to get off the sidelines. Every single time he leaves that stupid owner's box and goes to the sidelines, they choke. They, I mean, they nearly blew a lead against Carolina, what, a week and a half ago? Uh, tell Arthur Blank to get off the sidelines. Okay, he got on the sidelines Super Bowl Fifty One and twenty eight to three happened. Get him off the sidelines. He might be. He might be their bad luck. You think? Oh my goodness gracious! (laughs) Uh, 
switching gears to the team that knocked off the Falcons in week one and essentially since week one have played in close games ever since. Well, not really. I mean, the 49 game, they lost by 10. But that was garbage time points. They, you know, they, that game was over 31 to 10 in the fourth quarter. But uh, the Seattle Seahawks, 6-1 in the NFC East. Russell Wilson, MVP of the season, no doubt. Don't give me Pat Mahomes. It's him. <laughs> You know the defense. The defense. Yeah, the defense is horrendous. All all things being considered, Russ Wilson's bad game, first bad game of the season, ended up uh, making them uh, the the last team in the NFC to to uh, suffer a loss when they lost in overtime, thirty seven twenty or excuse me, thirty seven thirty four. Russell Wilson, best quarterback in the National Football League, 2020 MVP, no doubt. Defense is bad. They play Buffalo, a key game tomorrow, and then they then they play a couple division opponents. They get a crack at the soft teams and the Eagles and the Giants and then the Jets and you guys, and then they play uh, two division games to close out the foot to close out their season. What are your thoughts on the six and one first place Seattle Seahawks? It haven't really surprised me. I expected them to play well, like. With Russell Wilson and their O-line getting fixed up slightly, slightly. Um, they're, they're, they're in a situation where with DK Metcalf as well. They can go. He's one hell of a receiver, by the way. Still, he, not he, as he good can... as Terry McLaurin, but let's, let's not talk about that. Oh, my God. What? What? <laughs> Am I wrong? Have you seen how Terry McLaurin plays? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, you're wrong. Anyways, um... Yes, uh, Seahawks. The, down the stretch, they do have some slightly competitive games. The game against the Bills, uh, Rams, Cardinals. Basically, the the, the Rams games, the Cardinals games, and the Bills, Bills games are really going to decide their season. Beyond that, yeah, Giants and Jets. That's very fortunate for them. They'll basically have two off weeks. Um, and then against <laughs> yeah, and then against us. It'll really depend on whether we are actually a team then. I'm uncertain. I think that we probably won't, and we'll probably lose that game. Uh, so, yes. Uh, they'll they'll win their, they're going to win their division. That's pretty much undebatable. The, 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 so the easy, it's, they have an easy schedule down the stretch. Um, yeah. I think you'd, you'd, you'd agree. And with Russell Wilson yeah. and DK Metcalf, that whole entire cast of guys, they, they, their forecast looks up. In these games, when you put them against well, the opposing teams, inevitably, yeah, Russell Wilson's probably going to be the MVP. Have you seen how he's passed? As year? he should be. Oh, he's been fantastic. I know, absolutely off the charts. Uh, Arizona five and two. Uh, they've been good. They've been competitive. Tyler's good. Good. Th- yes, and things on the rise for the fe- for the uh, not the Falcons, <laughs> the Cardinals. Give me your thoughts on them. Kyler Murray is actually pretty good. I think that they they have a really good like look um, and feel to their team that they haven't had for a while, and they 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 have really the the possibility of making a wild card. And that's really good for them, with uh, basically them being like in the last stages of a rebuild. Them going wild card, I think that's a good one. Yeah. With, especially yeah. Kyle, Kyler Murray and his like second great year. look, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I think that there's nothing more that they could want out of this season than what they're getting and what they'll inevitably get. 
And also, it also helps when the Rams' offense stinks and the 49ers are injured to hell and back. That also helps as well. Yeah. And the and the entire NFC East stinks, so only one team will come out of that uh, division as a playoff team instead of two. That also helps as well. 100%. That also also helps. Um, and then they're going to, and you know, and they got to also hope that the Bears fall off as well. Because uh, even with the two extra wild card teams, one of them's coming out of the NFC South, and then they got one of them's coming out of the NFC South, and they have to make sure that uh, keep fend off the Rams and make sure that the that the Bears either keep pace or or fall off the bridge uh, down the stretch as well. Yeah, the, the L.A. Rams are bad. five and three. But they're bad. Got lucky. <laughs> they got lucky to uh, to beat the Cowboys. Um, they deserve to beat the Bills. Uh, and then of course, uh, b- bad loss, bad bad loss against the against the Dolphins. Where offense didn't bother to show up. Uh, Sean McVay and his hair gel. I don't know. I don't know what what we're doing here. I mean, we got a against Miami Dolphins. You put up seventeen points, really, and then That's you, you put up sixteen, and you put up sixteen against the against the Forty ers I mean, really, this is what we're going to do now? Not good. Give me your uh, give me your assessment of the five and three LA Rams. I think them really losing to the Forty ers that injured team. <laughs> really is representative of like. Them, 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 them is them is a problem because this is even like they they sell Garoppolo then yeah sure, um, but let's 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 be honest here the, the Rams aren't what they used to the Rams really really yeah. weren't even that amazing to begin with. Um, I agree. So <laughs> not very good look, not a very good look for them. I think they'll probably end up faltering down the stretch, but hey. At least they get to play the Jets. <laughs> yeah, one of those time yeah. periods. But all the other teams that they play are extremely competitive. <laughs> yeah. Last but not least, the San Francisco 49ers. They've been injured to hell and back. Nick Bosa out for the year. So, you know, torn ACL, Garoppolo with ankle issues. George Kittle's going to be out, for, I guess, for the rest of the season on it's IR a, with a sad foot. Loss season. They're a very good team that has been basically plagued with the injury bug. You know, I, I know the feeling, too. My team is plagued with the injury bug for, like, three years in a row. So, yep. not fun. It's very painful when you have all this potential, but they're they're hurt. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I think if we're talking about competitiveness down the stretch, they have – a lot, like some easy games in there, like against Washington Cowboys, but they also play the Saints and the Bills. The Saints, the Bills, and the Seahawks, and the Seahawks, and the, the Cardinals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they, they're not. They could, they could go six and ten. Yeah, they're, they're probably go six and ten. I don't think that. Well, six and yeah, they'll probably go six and ten because you know they're going to inevitably win against probably Washington and Cowboys. Yeah. Um, right. Hopefully, hopefully we put we're competitive. Maybe we'll put them at a uh, five and eleven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, real quick before you go, yeah. Give me a give me a prediction for Saints and Bucks. Saints and Bucks. Yep. Hmm. Let's think. Twenty-eight, thirty-one, and in favor, favor of? of Saints. Thanks, Brennan. Appreciate You're it. You're welcome. Hopefully that keeps to the spread, too. I'm, I didn't read the spread, but I'm assuming it's close. Uh, I, I, I can give you the spread. Uh, Tampa Bay's favorite minus five. 
Wow. Okay, so that's nowhere near. That's off. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I don't expect that to happen. I expect I, I expect the Saints to win. Anyways, have a nice one, Jai. Thank you for having me on. Uh, and uh, hopefully the rest of the podcast goes well. Um, any... <laughs> Go ahead. Any any last – you're going to say any last anything? <laughs> no, I was just saying, like, thanks for coming on. Always appreciate you coming on, me and you dissecting the NFL at its mid-season point. Make sure that I I will make sure you are back on here around playoff time, if sooner than that, around the holidays. Um, Thank you, 100th episode of the podcast. Yeah. And you are A1 since day one, so appreciate <laughs> you for you. that. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. Have a, have a, have a great one, Jai. Alright, we'll be back with the Amatelic TIS podcast right after this. <laughs> Welcome back to the Amtelica TIS podcast. Special thanks to Brendan coming on, talking NFL football. 100th episode of the Amatelica TIS podcast. Certainly appreciate you all for listening. Uh, I've come a long way from having Brendan on, my man Jackson Smith, my brother, Coach Ireton, of course, Christopher Mad Dog Russo, YouTuber professor, Evan Cullen. Happy 100 to all you Amatelicatarius podcast listeners and fans. Those of you who've been with me since day one, I certainly do appreciate and love y'all for doing so. And here's to another 100 more years, or 100 more years, 100 more episodes of the Amatelicatarius podcast. We do it each and every weekend of the National Football League season up until 
conference championships in the Super Bowl. Y'all know what time it is. It is your week nine picks in the league where they play for pay. The Seattle Seahawks against the Buffalo Bills. Seahawks favored minus three coming off of the victory at home against the division rival 49ers. I will pick the Seattle Seahawks to win the game 31-24. Denver against Atlanta. Denver had a clutch nail-biter last-second victory against the Chargers, who always choke, going up against the Atlanta Falcons, who finally, for once in their lives, didn't choke themselves, beating the Carolina Panthers on the road uh, two Thursday nights ago. Atlanta's favorite minus three and a half. I'll take the Denver Broncos win this game 28 to 25. The Chicago Bears lost in overtime against the New Orleans Saints at home last time out, going up against the Tennessee Titans, who lost again, who lost a shocking game against my Cincinnati Bengals last week. They return home. Tennessee's favorite minus five and a half. I'll take Tennessee to win the game 23 to 20. Denver, or excuse me, Detroit going up against Minnesota. Minnesota absolutely shocked the Green Bay Packers last Sunday. Favorite minus four. I'll take the Vikings to win 27 to 23. The uh, the Ravens favorite minus two and a half against the Indianapolis Colts. Ravens uh, last second loss, uh, the second of the season against division rival Pittsburgh, while the Colts uh, come back home having beat uh, – or excuse me, coming after their game against uh, the Detroit Lions. I will take the Ravens to win this game 23-20. to And the Carolina Panthers, of course, aforementioned, lost against the uh, Falcons a week and a half ago, going up against the Kansas City Chiefs, who took care of business like they always do uh, in their win last week. Kansas City favorite minus 10.5. I'll take Kansas City to win the game 35-17. to Houston favored by a touchdown against Jacksonville in the AFC South matchup. I'll take Houston and win 27-20. Giants against the Washington uh, Redskins slash football team. Washington favored by a field goal. I'll take Washington to win by a field goal, 23-20. Uh, Raiders going up against the Chargers. Raiders and Chargers, division, uh, division uh, divisional matchup. Chargers favorite minus one and a half. They return home after a heartbreaking loss on the road against division rival Denver last Sunday. I will take the Raiders to win this game 28 to 25. Pittsburgh favors minus 13 and a half against the hapless, pathetic, lethargic Dallas Cowboys. I will take Pittsburgh to remain undefeated and to improve to 8 0 and win big by the final score of 42 to 3. The Dolphins against the Arizona Cardinals. Dolphins had a nice victory, surprising victory to a lot of people at home against the L.A. Rams last time out while Arizona is uh, is looking their chops. Here, my favored minus four and a half with Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray against Tua. I will take the Cardinals to win this game 28-24. to Saints and the Bucks game of the weekend. Saints coming off of a last-second victory against the Bears, while the Bucks favored minus five coming off of a uh, close nail-biter win on Monday Night Football on the road against the Giants. I will take the Buccaneers to win this game by a field goal, twenty-eight to twenty-five. And the and the Monday Night game, it's a uh, it's a snoozer. No, you know, 
the Patriots have been bad. The Giants, or excuse me, the Jets, of course, have yet to win a game uh, this NFL season. Patriots favorite minus seven. Jets, can they get a win? Eh, Belichick against Adam Gase essentially is what this game comes down to. There's not a chance in hell that uh, Bill Belichick is going to lose to Adam Gase, let alone on Monday Night Football. I will take the Patriots to win this game 17-10, to 10, favorite minus 7. And those are your Week 9 picks in the league where they play for pay. Take a break. Come right back. I'll wrap up the show talking election 2020. And uh, stay tuned for that. This is the Amatelicatelius Podcast. Don't go anywhere. Back after this. Welcome back to the I'm Telling TIS podcast. Judging by this song, you might have heard Trump's got to pack his things and go. Got two, got two months. He's out. Biden won the election. Popular vote and the Electoral College, 290 to 214. Got 5 million more votes than Donald Trump did as far as the popular vote is concerned. And this election, which began on Tuesday and lasted into about roughly around noon, I want to say, on a Saturday November the 7th, so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, five days later, longest election of my lifetime for sure. And it finally came to an end, and Joe Biden is the winner. I mean, thank God. I mean, y'all out there disagree with me. You say and think what you want. I'm, I'm done arguing. I'm done playing the dozens. I'm done going back and forth. Bottom line is Biden's the winner. Trump's a loser, and he's got two months to get his him and his uh and his miscreant group of, of a family out the hell out the white house or else secret service is going to crack down on all their asses. That's all I know. And that's all I got to say. As far as my reaction to it, obviously I'm overjoyed. I'm ecstatic. I'm happy. I am so excited and thrilled. It's just, it's like you can, you can take a deep breath. It's just, 
I mean, I mean, I'm I'm too young to remember what it was like when when Obama won. I remember Obama's inauguration. I don't remember. I really don't remember Obama. You know, when he won the when he won the presidency. You know, that day itself. And I can't, uh, and I, I, and I don't remember when he won a midterm, when he or not the midterm, when he got reelected. But it's just, uh, it, it, it's, it's something I'll never forget. Some I'll never forget. I mean, it's just, it's, it's surreal. I mean. To go through all the controversy, the turmoil, and just the bullcrap that America has had to endure and suffer under Donald Trump's leadership to come this far that we got Joe Biden and Kamala Harris in the White House. I mean, it is just, it, 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 it leads to speechless, to be quite honest with you. It leads to, and just to think, 20 years ago, all of our presidents of this country and vice presidents for that matter were black or excuse me, were white and were men and 20 years removed from the election that many people were comparing this one to 2000 to 2020, 20 years later, we have had a black president, black man, black president. And now we have, Look, y'all can sit up here and quibble while she's married to a white guy and she isn't all the way. Look, she's mixed, and the and the stuff that she's in, what she's mixed with, is good, pure old Negroid black that went to a historically black college slash university. She's black. Okay, she is black. Look at the early photos of Kamala Harris. She's black, okay? I know, I've been black a long time. Don't sit here and tell me. I know what a black woman looked like. Kamala Harris, just at that and, the, and her first name itself, Kamala, she black. Don't sit here and let anyone tell you anything different. I know a black woman when I see one. She black, okay? She's just as black as, as uh, what um, Robin Thicke's ex-wife, Paula Patton. Just as black. How Robin Thicke screwed up that marriage. Paula Patton is one fine looking woman. I swear. Anyway, I'm getting off the beaten path. It, it just feels so good for my generation. You know, shout out and kudos to black America in Atlanta, Philadelphia, you know, for voting this Muppet out of the White House. Shout out to everyone that went out there and registered to vote and voted early and and, and and spread the word out to vote and got themselves educated on why Donald Trump is, he, he simply just had to go. You know, we couldn't afford another four more years of him. And just to see people literally dancing in the streets from coast to coast is something that will be etched in my brain and something I'll never forget. I'll always remember to the day I die. Literally, people were, like, take, 
take a professional sports team that hadn't won in a long time, a la the Cubs 2016, Cavs 2016, or won at all, or something like that, or take the Browns winning, and times that by close to 70, 70 million people dispersed all over the country over something of much more significance and importance. That's what that was. People are out. People were out just overjoyed, just happy. People crying, tears. It is something that was so monumental and simple. I will never forget this. I will never forget this. The fact that Trump was voted out for one thing, which a lot of people reason why people were celebrating, and the fact that we are going to have in a month and a half's time a woman as vice president and a black woman at that. That that that's that's pretty damn special. And knowing that because that door's been kicked open, that my sister, my younger cousins you know, older, and just, that they could see this and say, hey, I can be president or vice president of the United States. It's, 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 I can't even put it in the words how monumental and just how significant that is. It's just, it's, 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 it's special. It's, it's something special. I mean, all of the pandemic, no less. I mean, God, it's just, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable, and it's just, thank God we don't have to deal with another four years of Donald Trump. I don't care about his ass, him and Rudy Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani that pervert, sitting up here talking about lawsuits and suing states. Oh, kiss my ass. He ain't winning a damn thing. Your ass is out. You got a month and a half to pack, like the Ray, like Ray Charles said, guess I have to pack my things and go, because, uh, Recessed for Donald Trump and his cronies is practically over at this point. America needed to change. This pandemic, racial tensions that are at an all-time high, country divided as hell. America needed this. And I'm glad to say that Joe Biden will be the 46th president of the United States of America in due time. And it's just to see people out in the streets hugging, dancing, honking the horns with the impromptu parades. It's just, it's it's something special. And it really is touching and heartwarming to see it, you know. It, 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 it made you proud to 
I hate to make it sound cheesy or cliche, but it made you proud to to be an American citizen. It really did. It's just it's 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 a breath of it's just a it's 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 a sigh of relief at one point and then it's just it's like is this really happening? Like no more it's just it's it's phenomenal. It really is. Congratulations to Joe Biden. Sure, should I say President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris? It's just our prayers have been answered, thank the good Lord. And um, as soon as they get inaugurated, they're going to hit the ground running on uh, changing this country. First things first is ending this freaking pandemic so I can get the hell out of my house. And when they do, and it will be in due time, this pandemic, especially now that that they won, this pandemic will not last too much longer. But just thank God. Thank God. And um, if if it would have went the latter, America's future, very dark, but fact that the good guy won and the bad guy finally got what he deserved America's future is very bright and it's all thanks to the black people that went out there and voted uh, and people of my generation you know the eight, the 18 the 18 uh, the 18 nine, the 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 23, 24, 25 year olds that went out there and voted and decided to, you know what, it's too much at stake for me to sit on the sideline in this election. I have to go out there and do something about it. And uh, hopefully this is a sign of great things to come. And uh, great day, great day in American history. want well, thank you for listening to another episode of the Amatelica TIS podcast. New to this program, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the J Shield. Follow the show on Instagram at Amatelit underscore podcast. Follow the show on Twitter at Amatel underscore it TIS. Happy 100th episode of the Amatelic and TIS podcast. It's your boy Josh Shields. Talk to you Wednesday. Take care. <laughs>